0: Um, All right, guys, we are here. I'm completely fresh, feeling good. Uh, I've got my strength and conditioning coaches in. We spoke today to. Chris Dorman. Yeah, this is where you come in. It's all right. right. We'll, well, we'll still use it. Yeah. Well, obviously. I was going to yeah. let you guys just say okay, yourself. Well, yeah.
1: The great man, Chris Dorman, my uh, friend and my mentor and um, an amazing career in obviously the AFL and NRL and yeah. um, we talked all things strength and
0: conditioning. No, and now Chris, and, you have to give him his intro. Nah, no. <laughs> i like anyway. just doing things on the floor you know? here. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, <Nah, laughs> but
1: the fasting was a huge um, theme fasting, for this episode. episode. Yeah. Yep. The running, some bit of running. advice about running and- how to get yourself back for that? And yeah, so if you're interested well.
2: at all in, in diet, and fasting, and uh, and to, running and health, yeah, and we fitness, about nutrition. And um, yep, it's professional a really,
0: sporting
1: environments. Yeah, professional um, sporting environments for an SNC coach. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty informative. Yeah, so. I'm definitely going to go back and listen to this, this episode. All yeah. things
0: health and fitness. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's get hard. Let's get hard.
1: Look at these
3: men. <laughs> <conversations. laughs> I'll take the fitness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a <your> crow.
4: <laughs>
1: You shall not pass. You shall not pass. (laughs) He never did the W, but everybody else
4: has done the W.
0: (laughs) Listen all the way to the end and you'll see why he's the dumbest cunt on the planet. Grab a drink, settle down, and we'll see you in right now. Five Yards Podcast. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So I feel so fresh. Oh, it's still yeah, you, you look very fresh. I feel fresh, amazing. Do met-
1: you need Mentos? It's very, right, yeah. very, <laughs> very
2: fresh waker. Very good episode to talk about health and fitness, do yep. <laughs> Yeah.
0: I've had a good night's sleep and um, I'm fresh as a and daisy. You, you look very good. Um, yep. I was uh, I,
2: I actually came and seen you last night. Sorry, we'll get to our guests in a second. Yeah. <laughs> I actually came and seen you last night and um, uh, you were very funny. Thanks, man. But um, I've never seen you drunk on stage. Yeah. And um, I can see... You hold yourself pretty well, but I think uh, you could definitely- not drink yeah. on stage. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: definitely better without. But I, I had massive dry mouth last night. I've never seen Delby with it's dry mouth on stage. Dry. That's
2: normally something that nervous people get on yeah. stage.
0: But you, mine was Dex's. <laughs> <So, laughs> we have a health expert on the team. Yeah, well, I'm prescribed, <laughs> but I just had one too many. Mm. I had literally like two, and then one before I went on well, stage. We're joined
2: by mouth. our resident health and fitness expert, uh, or strength and conditioning coach Corey Green. But he's also brought along um, a, I guess a. What uh, we will be a strength and conditioning expert. He's mentor.
1: He's my mentor. He's mentor.
2: Yeah. Um he's, he's big Your on mentor. fasting,
1: uh, strength yeah. and
2: conditioning, um, and obviously big on running. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, he's worked with. Well, he started out with us at uh, West Perth yep. back in oh, the day. Chris, yeah.
1: And he's, Chris was my s coach back in 2007. I want to say. Yep.
2: Yep. And then um, he progressed to uh, from there South
1: No to Fremantle Footy Club. Fremantle, Fremantle Footy Club. Yep. Five years. So Chris doesn't want to talk about himself. He yeah, doesn't he doesn't want like to. <laughs> <laughs> so I I'll. Give me a bit of a plug. Yeah, so cool. yeah, s at West Perth for 10 years, 8 years. It
3: would have been 2004. Who started. would you
2: say would be the most elite runner that went through <laughs> your program at West Perth <laughs> I football club? I thought club.
3: this might
1: come up. <laughs> <laughs> I do have some memories. Yeah, um, some guy who was
2: really good. Stop talking about yourself. Lean, okay, sorry. And, uh, I'm talking about Chris here. Lean um, and fast. So you know what,
1: 8 years? Keep going, Chris. Perth. <laughs> 2004 would have started.
3: 2010... So 2011 season, I started at Fremantle. Yeah, so
1: Mm -hmm. then five years at the Dockers. Yep. um, And then you went to the Tigers in the NRL. That's right. yes yep, Tigers. Yep. Yep. Um, and then went to South Rab- South Rab- South yeah, Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs? Yep. 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 Um, and now obviously doing your own thing here back in Perth. You back did Western Force region, for,
3: we? for a bit, where, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, did my interning sort of uh, West Perth, and um, and the other half was done at uh, Western Force. And then oh, they got right kicked
0: home. out of the comp, and <laughs>
1: yeah, done because of, because of Chris. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah now Chris has been, uh, I guess, a long term mentor for me. Like he's my sort of go to if I have a Mm-hmm. I think a lot of things I do a lot of reading and research like the great man himself and yep. he's my guy to sort of bounce ideas off and am I on the right path here and yep. um, he's got you know 20 odd years of experience in the field and you go to those people who've got the experience and the knowledge and he's he's that man he's also a friend and um, yeah I, was, I, did, I think I did one year under Chris at West Perth um, yep. I did some stupid stuff back then I think I did like a two weeks all green diet um, which I didn't talk to him about Is this when you were playing? Yeah when I was playing yep. uh, a long time ago no, I don't recall uh, that conversation. Yeah, <laughs> and that's <laughs> another thing. Like that's why I'm so big on my boys now. Like just just talk to me. Make sure you keep me involved mm-hmm. and um, have that rapport with your athletes. But yeah, like Chris has had a stellar career, and we're very lucky to have him on here. And I'm lucky to I can just call him and, at any and point. And well, help
0: Can him. I start with um, the Freo soft tissue injury, sagas? What was going on there? With the hard hitting questions? <laughs> How long yeah, have we yeah. got? <laughs> <laughs> How long, long we, we
2: got? Were you involved in that in the, at that period, or was it after? Post post doorman. No, so. Th- I'm assuming this is
3: the the most recent.
0: yeah of yes. sort of like Stephen Hill. Yeah, all the boys. Uh, so yeah. I finished getting-
3: in 2015. Yeah. Okay. And to be honest, uh, yeah, i not really followed AFL or, and certainly Fremantle in that time. But not many people do follow Fremantle. So. <laughs> people try and talk to me and uh, you know a bit about it, but I'm I'm only aware of that because my old high performance manager he got moved uh, moved on, and I think it's related to that. Yep. you're Talking about. Yeah. Okay. And I'd been through that. There was plenty of reviews and plenty of um, there's always injury spates in um, in sport. Reviews and they always generally end ugly. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you know, injury spates are a reflection of the program.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, you were at them with them for a very successful period of the football club as well. So is that almost a reflection of your work that you were putting in? Yeah. Well, not Ross Lyon or Nat Fives.
0: <laughs> no. I heard Ross Lyon brings the players back too early. Were you fighting that? Do you feel pressure from coaches to like get their players back before they're ready?
3: Uh, y- yes and no, but it's, you really got to try and work with the information you got, you know, be yeah. as objective as you can. And you've got that now with the amount of technology. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you can't, you know, you're trying to just fact check yourself and, yeah. and, and make the best recommendations, but that doesn't mean they're right. And that doesn't mean that's going to work either. Yeah. So yeah, you can make informed decisions as, as they say, um, mm. Yeah, all pressures there you know, all coaches you know they love the um to compete and, and try and get players back early but you know some coaches more open than others yeah um and we were, we're
1: talking we were talking off air as well before and just saying like you know when when you've got full control of an athlete it's much easier to control the variables and mm. um but once they're away from the club like you also you gotta factor that in too. some guys will won't sleep well or they might drink more than yeah. usual they might eat the wrong foods mm-hmm. It's like we are talking about injuries before and it's so multifactorial. Like there's so many things that go on that mm-hmm. it's very hard to pinpoint exactly what's going on. And
0: well, Who gets um, the final say on the players? Is it the coach or is it the, the rehab team or the strength and condition team? No, or is I in think combination?
1: We, in the end, you know,
3: we make recommendations. Yeah. Um, it always comes down to the coach yeah. and the player. It's hard for the players because they, they perceive that pressure. The coach yeah. wants me to play. I want to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Generally, the S and C coaches are trying to be conservative because they don't want an injury spate because yeah. they don't know what that results in—yes, yeah. getting moved on down, yeah. down the track. Yeah. So yeah, we're trying to provide, you know, objective decisions. But yeah, I
2: think the buck stops with the coach. Yeah, that's yeah. why they got to get paid that much. And so like. May, for
0: example, I was thinking Stephen May. Did you, see, did you hear what Stephen, he said
2: afterwards? Stephen May had a six centimeter tear in his hamstring. Did he really? Yeah, and they didn't tell him before the game uh, in yeah. the weeks leading last well, two weeks. Well, there's,
3: there's a lot in that, like stuff that jumps out, like generally, you know, it might show up on a scan of six centimeters, but that means it yeah. might have bled and tracked down. It doesn't mean it was a six centimeters. Yeah, it could be yeah. one centimeter. So there's so many many more things. Mm-hmm. Treat the patient, oh. not the
1: symptoms as well. He might have had. He might have been asymptomatic. Um, we got okay. a guy Function, Trent, yep. Yeah, we had a guy obviously you know Trent Manzone and yep. he had a, a horrendous hamstring tendon tear, mm. um, which you, we rehabbed him back for and the surgeon who was also the docker surgeon mm-hmm. had someone else with the same injury and Trent walked in Trent played with this well, he trained for three weeks with it played, yeah, three, played three quarters of a game <laughs> Yeah, I, remember I went that, up yeah. to him at three quarter time I'm like how are you feeling he's like oh I'm aware I said that's it you're done yeah. um, then he had it rescan turned out how significant it was yeah. um, and saw the surgeon the guy goes I don't know how you walked in here Yeah. <laughs> I've got a guy who's on crutches because of the same injury and then you know, Trent's come back he's still got a, a significant hole in his hammy yeah and played the last sort of five games. And He's so he was asymptomatic. So you got to treat the patient as well. Someone's but he would have uh,
3: had some AIDS, no doubt about it. He, yeah, AIDS. he would have some help.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> jeez, that's jeez. You heard it here first. Trent has AIDS. AIDS.
0: <laughs> no, No, you about... has AIDS. but not, like not some painkillers
2: yeah. and then obviously they would have yeah. nursed him through the two, three weeks. Like every time I seen... Because they trained at uh, West Perth Arena. They did, uh, At yeah. West Perth Arena. We, West Perth uh, Footy Club. Yep. And every time I seen, he was doing... Minimal, Minimal yeah, yeah, he's doing yeah.
0: nothing. Just, oh, just, he played all right, right as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it did,
2: did his job. Yeah. Yeah. But so. Um, yeah, so uh, I mean, uh, things like uh, playing under those, he said there was a bit of science behind the fact that base, maybe not telling someone uh, about it it can help with the recovery.
1: Yeah, I think it depends. Like we've got a guy at the moment um, and when he found out, so he thought we thought he had done a hammy and then when he sort of found out that it wasn't, Noah, it's ama- yeah, it's amazing. Like, well, it was, but it, it sort of was. What it wasn't. It was a yeah. very facial, very small fascial tear. When he actually got the results saying that it actually wasn't really nothing, mm-hmm. it's amazing what happens mentally to the athlete. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, oh okay, yeah, and absolutely. they they seem to rehab quicker once they know it's nothing. Is really. that like the placebo effect almost? Yeah, yeah, mm. yep, definitely part of that. that so is works.
2: Is that placebo? Is that something that you guys implement in any way? Yep.
1: Um, it, yes, and
2: no. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously you don't give them a pill and say this is fucking the cure to everything and then have it and you're going to be better. But like in ways, do you, do you suggest they're performing better than the, they
1: are? You or? can manipulate stuff to get the result you want. Mm-hmm. Um, Sound like a woman, mate.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, shit. We just got cancelled. <laughs> just got cancelled. Those views are not reflective at- of our guests <laughs> <laughs> or Daniel Delby. Delby. Just came we, a Branch.
2: If we didn't get re- uh, cancelled after last week's episode, <laughs> we're never getting cancelled. I yeah. think <laughs> okay, Chris could probably answer that one better me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, placebo.
3: Um, you know, you want to be, you know, to build that rapport with the athlete, whether it be the coach or the fitness bloke, you've got to be as honest as, mm-hmm. as you can. So I don't think you might do something like that on grand final day, not mm-hmm. tell them something or yeah. just withhold a bit of information. But I think if you want a sustainable relationship with that person to get the best out of them for their contract or career, mm-hmm. you've just got to be honest. Yep. Yeah. And most of the time they'll make their own decision, you know, and, and talk, you know, with the coach and whatever. Yeah.
1: Athlete health is always priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess
2: uh, the first and the biggest thing I wanted to chat to you guys about, obviously um, you're very big on running and fitness and, and strength and conditioning, but fasting is what we were talking about prior. And Delby's just done a uh, a 10-day fast. Yeah, day fast. fast. Do you want to talk them through what That's your 10-day fast him. Yeah, was?
0: so I just smoked heaps of meth and <laughs> <laughs> um, just didn't need to eat for 10 days. It was sick. Yeah, <laughs> uh, nah, so yeah, I got – I've been seeing a guy, uh, my back flared up again. I went and saw just a another dude just for a, another bit of advice. Another opinion, yeah. Yeah, and he likes to start in the gut, get the gut health right, and then clinical and then work up from there. Functional. It was, was it
1: a, no calorie fast? Or was it far, juice fast? So? Just pure juice. Okay. So you, cold pressed, pressed juice, me making, making a, a, it. And how often a day?
0: So I would just juice... Like a big fuckload in the morning, and then I'd just be sipping on that throughout the day. Like,
1: and can you give us like a quantity?
0: Is it like a liter every day? Probably two liters under, like one and a half liters, maybe. Okay, it was weird because I didn't really feel like I needed much. Yeah. So, but before going straight into that, I did two weeks vegetarian and then like four days vegan. So
1: it's not technically a fast. It's more of like. A cl- cleanse. I, yeah, I hate that word cleanse, but yeah, because that's, yeah. yeah, that's, well, no- that's what that's what it
0: does.
2: It's a cleanse. It's a yeah. cleanse.
0: Yeah. So and then I did seven days of just the juice, yeah. and then two days at the end of just water, and yep. then one day of nothing. Yeah, and then came off it with soft stewed apples and soft foods, and then yep. built my way back up. What was
2: the um? What was his idea behind the nothing? Um, I, I don't know. The- just
0: to to get the toxins to for the body to keep cycling through yeah. out the toxins how did and you then, feel
3: in the uh, at the end in the 10th day on the, the nothing day no
0: water i felt fine yeah yeah i just yeah it, honestly it was pretty easy yeah. so by like 10 o'clock that night i i wanted to sip so and i started to get a little bit like of a pain like a bit sore in yeah. my kidney and as soon as i felt that i was like right i'm just gonna have some water Yep. And then I got up at like 4am And ate some stewed apples That was more mental Because I was like yeah. I made them two days before So I didn't have to wait <laughs> yeah. and I Just knowing though I woke up at 3am And I'm like fuck it man I'm having them they the best stewed apples <laughs> I've ever
1: had I think mean, if you had anything at that point it would have tasted yeah, really good yeah, but yeah, yeah like we my sense of yeah, smell was stewed apples are so good
2: and, <laughs> and orange juice is the best thing I've ever had <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so, um, but yeah I but, did a fast with the footy boys so I gave them a challenge during the year you know um, who else did a fast Josh Rotham at half time
0: what the oh, fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. Fast he was paying Shout like $14. To
1: that's, uh, proud of him. Well done. <laughs> yeah, fucking sorry. ropeable. Sorry. Because where's the fucking hot tip? Where's the tip? <laughs> he yeah. was
2: paying, thir- yeah, $13. Yeah, yeah. $14.
1: Bucks. And he was on your podcast a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Sorry,
0: so yeah, you did a fast with the players?
1: Oh yeah, so we had a bye week um, mm-hmm. and uh, had an opportunity to, we went, We gave the boys a week away from the club yeah. mm-hmm. and they weren't going to train for a few days. So this is an opportunity to teach them about fasting and mm-hmm. the importance of the health. Um, and you don't need to eat all the time we've been ingrained a whole life to eat five times a day mm-hmm. you know um so this was an opportunity to, to test them mentally um that it wasn't mandatory but they had a 1 2 or 3 day fast they could do um mm-hmm. uh, about 15 of the boys did about a 3 day fast some did two and a majority did one and some did none obviously i stressed to the guys look, if you have really important events like exams and stuff i don't want you trying this for the first time yeah cuz right exam yeah uh, yeah cuz you know, i had i had a few text messages from the boys at day 3 like Really struggling, like just mentally. Yep. Um. Physically, yeah, that, they're okay. That headache.
2: That headache. Stage. Yeah.
1: Especially because like, the guys, the boys at the club, are, they they do buy in a fair bit to the program. They're they're really understanding and mm-hmm. they do like it. They do like the challenges from here and there. And the, the, I'm massive on nutrition now, and that's where me mm-hmm. and Chris are very similar. Where yeah, like Chris has got a master's degree in SNC. He's done every qualification you can think of in SNC. Mm-hmm. And we're both talking off air, saying that I don't really read much as I see stuff anymore. I'm just all in nutrition. Just I'm down this rabbit hole of nutrition and mm-hmm. fasting and you know calories in, calories out, hormones and yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um, but the response from the players was was good. Like I had mm. guys who had niggles, mm-hmm. like just like back issues, or it's that time of the year as well. And a couple of the guys I spoke to after and said all
0: cleared up three days no food all cleared what's up what's the theory behind it because
2: is that the body is putting less time into digestion and yeah. it can is work on it? inflammation, inflammation.
0: So, uh, yeah more inflammation
3: you know like there's a you know obviously sport muscle damage you know stress from training they're, they're always have a level of inflammation in their body and if they're eating you know from training and obviously if they've been surviving on pro-inflammatory foods you know
1: Terrible mm-hmm. diet, refined carbs.
3: Exactly. So that makes it worse. So they've always got this level, might be heightened of of inflammation. So you know, the fasting and and sort of keto style diets are the ultimate anti-inflammatory diets. So they just help the body just you know clean up, uh, essentially clean house. When so we
0: talk w- about inflammation, what actually is it? Like what is inflammation?
3: Well, think about when you roll an ankle or whatever, you you get swelling. That's inflammation, mm-hmm. but that's acute inflammation. So chronic systemic inflammation might be from your your blood vessels getting micro tears. You still get that inflammatory response. You know, you get white blood cells accumulating through all these little parts of um, and damage that you're getting through Ooh. your your food.
1: Yeah, okay. You can measure and that. It's the
3: systemic, so I think you know whole body. It's happening everywhere. You know, here. You know,
1: wherever. <laughs> And you can measure that through, like, and CK. So I used to measure A's. blood blood at
3: South, so I was the nutritionist in the latter part of my career at South, and I got the ability to measure blood, which is not really probably that common in, in sport. So I was granted that opportunity, and then I got to see. I got to see these levels of inflammation and what they were doing in response to our training and, and bits and pieces. What
0: and how you do mean, you count it? Yeah, What, what, what
3: are you, you looking at? Yeah. Like,
1: CK levels? So, you, can,
3: you know, there's over <laughs> 400 blood markers you can measure, but... That's a lot of blood you have to give and whatever. So we picked, uh, picked a few. Um, I think we had between 14 or 20 sort of biomarkers we looked at. Yep. But high-sensitive uh, C-reactive protein is a good global inflammatory marker. There's several others. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, particularly one that, uh, that I looked at uh, in conjunction with other ones. And, and yeah, you, you could see what was happening. We didn't do it as regularly as we'd like. Um, but yeah, you can see what training, and diet, and bits and pieces are doing to the body. Um, you know, when you look at blood.
2: Yeah, and you mentioned uh, inflammatory um, diet before, and the things that the pro-inflammatory diet. Well, what, what certain what certain foods are pro-inflammatory, or is it biodiverse?
3: No, anything. Look, anything that's refined. So anything that's put mm-hmm. in a packet has obviously got stuff in there that preserves it. Mm-hmm. So. Additives, colours, flavours—you know—all these things. Vegetable oil is the worst. Yeah, it's you know? really it's almost toxic to the human cell. So there, vegetable oil, new oil, new oil.
2: oil. So which oils are those? Those are like sunflower oil, sunflower oil yeah, those seed oils, mostly. Yep. Stuff. So
3: vegetable oil that they, you know, extra virgin olive oil, oil is no, that the no, good one? No, no that's, that's, fine. Good. that's that's all good. All that's the good. Good, good one, <laughs> eh? Hey? Yep. So yeah, those things are essentially toxic, you know, to, to the cell. Anything that's in a, in a packet.
0: Um, How does that work? Because I thought veggies are good for you. <laughs> no, but no, think about this. Think bad. about
3: this. So, is a vegetable oily?
0: Mm. No, no, it's not. No. A, no. So
3: the process they have to go through to get extract oil out of that is a toxic process. Yeah, right. It's really when you think of it. You know, I try and make things as simple as I can. But like that, you know, vegetable oil. Yes, veggies are healthy. Yeah. Vegetables aren't oily, so the chemical mm. sort process. of process it goes through. It's it's because it, the things that damage cells and and food is heat and all these things so those things that process vegetables to extract oil out of them mm. is, uh, it's about like a 10 step sort of system or yeah. maybe at least six. I read
0: why did they create vegetable oil
3: cheap
0: <laughs> cheap <laughs> cheap to what? do
3: to, to preserve foods to it's all about uh, to profit margins it, with it, it is it's a lot all of about, things, isn't it? that's yeah. what food production is it's it's mass producing stuff at like the cheapest mm.
1: that's, that's why high, high fructose corn syrup came out it's yeah. cheaper exactly. than sugar it's more sweet than sugar you don't have to use as much of it uh, but I read a book called Deep Nutrition. I can't remember the author's yeah. name now, but her two number one Catherine things. Shanahan, yeah. That's the one. So two of the things that she says just trying to avoid is, is sugar and vegetable oil. They're the two yeah. main things you want to try and get out of your life yeah. as much as possible. Like we are human. To the average person, uh, right. <clears throat> we're not saying cut everything out, but no. definitely re- – here we oh. go. Something's going on. Yeah, someone's um, just had
0: too much sugar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're definitely coma.
1: definitely yeah. trying to live your life, you know, Reducing those amount of foods, especially refined carbohydrates. Um, real carbohydrate sources, I'm all in for. Mm-hmm. Um, they are important carbohydrates for our athletes. Are important. They are. Yeah. They do. And what need. are they? Sweet potato, pumpkin, all those sort of good, nutritious whole, root whole vegetables.
3: Foods, yep, fibrous veggies get your 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 carbohydrate from fibrous sources. Okay. Anything that's in a, in a packet and, and is touched by man has essentially had some of that withdrawn.
2: Is that the issue with? Um, so, for example, juicing. And if it's just a fruit juice, by removing the fiber, does that then create like it's it, – this is my bro science, that the yeah. fiber helps turn the, the the sugars in that in, with into, into a, like a, a nutrition for the body. Whereas if you take away that fiber, it's it basically like just having sugar.
3: Yeah, you've got to have fiber in, in the body. That's the way it evolved, mm-hmm. the way we evolved to eat. Mm-hmm. Was was obviously that fibre. That fibre is necessary for the microbiome and all those things. So, ideally, you would recommend uh, that. But it's not to say that that the juicing thing doesn't work. You know, every let's say culture in the world has had some sort of cleanse, some sort of detox mm. in their religion or in their culture. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's irrefutable the, the power of fasting and, and bits and pieces. But yeah, it's one tool, one tool that mm. you used in your you know, um, in the context of your life, but it might not be the next tool you use. It might be a yep. pure fast. Yeah.
2: So, so I do, I used to do a regular 24 hour fast. So I do it once a week. It would yep. be like, I think from memory, I used to
1: do it on Mondays. Is that and beneficial? Or is that too short? Uh, they reckon the best benefits after sort of. 42, I mean, I read um, 72 hours is optimal. That's what mm-hmm. I've read. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I look,
3: yeah. I think, you know, there's definitely a process, and you went through a process where you eased into your fast. Yeah. You know, the veget- like, like keto makes for an easy transition into fasting yeah. or sort of more mm-hmm. pure fasting. I think the research will show 16 hours, these benefits start to manifest, mm-hmm. uh, but that's just the beginning. You is know? that where then
2: you hit ketosis? The, the no nah. When do you hit that
1: ketosis Is that anything to do with that
2: Yeah,
3: Well yes The yes longer you no. fast
1: Obviously they did some serious studies Back in like the 70s Like you wouldn't be able to do that now Because of ethics But they <laughs> They basically made people Eat no food Oh that's called wonder. 29. 29 days <laughs> that's, a, that's a country bro <laughs> <laughs> It's not an experiment yeah, 29 days of no food And uh, these were obese people mm-hmm. um, And by I think it was like Day by 14 or 15 They were full blown ketosis Um yeah, and they lost, like, obviously a ridiculous amount of weight because they're eating food. Yeah, because
2: what's the record that one guy did, like... Uh, three hundred and eighty two days or something. Yeah. yeah. Of yeah. And it, well, because was of, huge, eh? Because of the way yeah. he, he did start. it as well, the weight that he lost, I don't think the... I think the elasticity in his skin returned and he didn't have all that leftover... Um, oh,
4: leftover...
3: I don't know the details of that, but, yeah, that's... He lost a, a massive amount of weight and I think the elastin type thing would take Collagen a long time to recover. Yeah. Um, so... It, yeah, so
1: I think yeah, I think I think if you're fasting weekly, like the twenty four hour fast is yeah. really good. Like if you're doing it, like, but I'm talking like a pure fast. Like mm. most people do, like a, a three day fast sort of once a month or okay. like once every six weeks. It's not like you do that every single week. The, yeah, the, okay. the twenty four hour fast you're talking about mm-hmm. intermittent fasting. Essentially, what that is is like you just don't eat for one day of the week. Yeah, um, and then, and, then, and if you do that regularly, that's obviously. Yeah. quite beneficial as well
3: I think it's very beneficial you know and it is a, is a process and I say to people it's a trainable thing mm. you can get better at it you yeah. know start with 16 hours work up to one meal a day fast alternate day fasting you know gradually train extend you know try and and you
0: know, push. Yourself well, and if you can't, can't do that just go to jail <laughs> <laughs> one
1: there's, meal there's, there's a day. people out there who lift weights right now freaking out that they can't eat for a day like you yeah. think I remember when I first started doing, it, I I did it, I did a fast like eight nine years ago, the first time, and I had, was so misinformed. Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I just read an article and thought I'd try. It. And I remember trying to train that. Particular How long? Oh, I was like a, it was like a day and a half, two day fast. Um, okay. And I remember trying to train the second day, and I was just like, this is, I trained the worst I've ever trained. I was like, this is, I'm never doing this again. Mm. What am I doing? Yeah. Um, but I was just misinformed. I was, I wasn't educated enough. And obviously now it's, it's different. Um, hmm. But, yeah, there's definitely some great benefits to it. And obviously, you think that you're going to lose all this mass. Like You think you're going to lose all your muscle mass if you don't eat for a couple of days. Trust me, it's, it's by far
0: nowhere, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yep. So, yeah. What's
0: the theory with having to eat protein within the first half an hour of waking up? Is, that, is there anything? And I think I've read that. In temp, someone told me about that. Tim Ferriss, the four-hour body. Oh, okay. What he was saying. After, after a fast w- or just in Just the in general, within 30 minutes. Of waking up? what it, it saying, has its best it's Supposed benefit. to have yeah, protein. Yeah. Okay. 30 grams of protein or something. Is there any science behind that?
3: Oh, I think that would be prescribed mainly for kickstarting the anabolic process, okay. the growth process. So if you were trying to build muscle and whatever, that's the traditional recommendation. But what okay. Corey's saying and what fasting's showing is, you know, you're not eating as much food, you're not eating as much protein, mm-hmm. but your muscle cells become so much more sensitive to the little bits that you do get. Yeah. So then you become more efficient at, um, you know, the anabolic process at the growth Right so Your Testosterone
1: yes. spikes Or something like 20 yeah. hours I think you get The highest spike Of testosterone 20 hours into a fast Is Growth right? hormone I found it with fasting? Mm. Oh it doesn't
0: really <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Because that's expensive To buy Allegedly <laughs> <laughs> It's a natural way <laughs> yeah. It's a natural way well, to get. The so difference. growth hormone Improves with fasting at, Is that what it's At, it? at certain
3: levels Yeah I can't recall
0: Specifically But Can yeah, I fast Just in the dick <laughs> <laughs> get the growth <laughs> uh,
2: talking to the wrong man yeah.
0: uh, <laughs> well uh, so intermittent but, fasting but hang that on that? mate I've oh, got sorry. one more to go like it's funny that you said testosterone peak because I found that by the 10th day my sex drive had completely gone yep like there's probably a law of diminishing returns
1: yeah um, like most things in life yeah. um, that's a pretty long fast it's uh, a long fast days. yeah
3: and yeah, so you're definitely becoming depleted. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing with athletes and and training people is that relative energy deficiency. So you you just got no. You know, you're not intaking any energy, so yeah. the body's sort of conserving what it has, so yeah. it'll, it'll drop all the processes that it doesn't need. Yeah, okay. that's one thing okay. I, yeah.
1: I noticed about fasting. The more I do it now, the more I'm aware of it. My heart rate will start to really drop day two and day three, so yeah. my resting heart rate sitting at a desk is only like 50, 52. Mm-hmm. Um, by day two, especially early day three, it'll be like 40, 41, so you can just see the system starting to slow things down. Ooh. I think um, the
3: key is is yeah definitely hydration and electrolytes with, with fasting yeah yep. to sort of maintain so, normality normal
2: function. Well, so for the listeners who might go right, I'm just going to trial this and do this. What's the best way to do it? Like, um, like Chris said, just like it's like anything. It's like training. Would or, you re- Would you recommend start with? Intermittent fasting, or would you say? My, like my,
1: my favourite one is just like you go from breakfast to breakfast. That's that's a pretty simple one. Yeah, easy. Um, um, and the, or you go dinner to dinner. Dinner to dinner is what I do. That's, that's a basic one to start with. And I call breakfast dinner, so it's easier. <laughs> <laughs> dinner to dinner is easy. You just skip... Bu- um. Breakfast yeah, and lunch. It depends what you have with dinner though. Like You want to make sure you have like a nice, high-fat, healthy meal, not like a fine say- pasta. You don't have pasta before bed because that's going to make you hungry. It's mm-hmm. going to drive inflammation. It's going to drive hunger. Carbohydrates mm-hmm. drive hunger. Mm-hmm. So if you're having a high-carb meal before bed, you're going to wake up starving um, the following day. High, um, high in fat. You want a high-fat, moderate-protein meal. So satiating. good fats like satiating. avocados. Yeah, yeah, avocados, nuts, those eggs, that sort of stuff like that. It's sort of went on before bed. Um, I remember talking to you actually back in – because I actually went to watch Chris um, at the Tigers for a week. I actually came – he was a mentor and I flew over to Sydney to sort of watch him for a week and uh, we're always sort of trading ideas and I think I gave you a book and you gave me a book and I think I just read The China Study. Um, I think you gave (sighs) – I can't remember what you gave The China Study. China. (laughs) Um, China.
2: That's a vegan one, hey?
1: Yeah, it's all about just obviously real food um, and obviously reducing um, animal products but Mm -hmm. that's – where it going with story? Oh, sorry, <laughs> the story? I'm sorry. I've lost my train of thought. Trading
3: books and... Um... Carbs at night. Oh, no, and Carb you were talking calories. about your diet. I think,
1: when I, I think when I got there, I think you were having...
3: I was reading Fat for Fuel, I think, at that point. Yeah. around
1: that. Which is a great book. Mm. Um, but your, your breakfast, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was like two tablespoons of coconut oil at that point. That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, That was, that was mm, your breakfast. Mm, that, was, that was filling. So, yeah. It <laughs> so, actually is. That's the surprise. <laughs> is this, it really? This is what
2: I was going to ask. So does it matter the amount it just, or does it just matter like what you're getting out of it? So like if it's satiating, like what you say, like the, the coconut mm. oil, Yep. if that's fulfilling and that's um, satisfying your body, because it's just your body processing sort of fucking chemicals really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, um, I'll let Chris go on. Well,
3: it depends. I think, you know, what you're trying to achieve. And, you know, I was – Probably having it at that point before uh, work, like I needed to work. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, I still thought I needed to eat something, so I was keto rather mm-hmm. than fasting more <laughs> at that point. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I was having coconut oil. I knew it wasn't going to do anything to my insulin and it was satiating and it was fat adapting it was all the things that I was trying to do while I was on the endurance wagon, you know, trying to, you know,
2: uh, long, slow sort yeah, of Yeah. Sorry, just make sure you speak into that mic yeah. there. Yeah.
3: Um, so yeah, you know, it, uh, it, it is, it, it's about controlling your hunger signal, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, high fat, high protein foods will really satiate you. So yeah, any time you stick, uh, you know, even the smallest amount of carbohydrate in your mouth, you're going to get the insulin spike, you know? So yep. Insulin, and the, more when, when that drops the greater. off, then the hunger signal comes on. Yeah. yeah. So controlling your insulin, controlling your hunger signal is the key to, and like I say it's a good segue into, um, into fasting.
0: Yeah. So okay. we need to be sending coconut oil to our world vision child instead of <laughs> pastas and rices. So, like, I, talk like, to, I talk
1: to I did a presentation for footy boys uh, at the start of the year, but I also talked to my youth athletes at AI and you know, I ask them what they have for breakfast pretty much every time I'm there. And you know, it's it's you know, nutrients, coke pops, there's wheat pigs <laughs> it's and it's like it's funny how you can have like <sighs> you can have ten wheat pigs yeah. right in that moment. And if you talk about calories, that's like a lot of calories. It's you know, it's a fair few, but for four or five hundred but you'll be hungry an hour later. So mm-hmm. you, you, you've just eaten. So a copious, Yeah, you've just eaten a copious amount of food. I used to do 14 wheat bix when I was 15, every mm-hmm. single morning. How many <laughs> do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do them now at all. Um, but it's funny, like, once you start really dialing into you, how you feel after eating food, um, it's a big driver of, like, it makes sense why you know, carbohydrates drive hunger. You eat something, an hour later you're hungry, so you eat again, and that's why you get that, you know, sort of 3 p.m. sugar craving, and all those people are just, Fall off the wagon, and, and this is—I uh, was saying this before—you become metabolically
3: inflexible. You know, you, that's the term. It's where your body preferentially burns carbohydrate all the time. So mm-hmm. when uh, you remove it, you get withdrawal symptoms, headaches, all mm. that cranky, all that sort of stuff. So the fasting and keto help you bring back a bit of metabolic flexibility. Like we were made to burn fat not just carbohydrate carbohydrates are relatively new phenomenon really yeah. for human evolution so uh,
2: and is that part of the whole like the what the benefits of fasting because of human evolution because well, so, we say so, like we yeah we were well, as Hunter neanderthals goes, yeah. we were like you know going two or three days with before that i food.
1: answer that i just want to make sure that because me, me and chris spoke about this before and just we want to make sure that you know keto is something that majority of people you wouldn't recommend doing because it is a very has to be very down. To be very disciplined mm-hmm. um, so we don't obviously re- I don't recommend that for a lot of people only the real serious people um, so basically so that's just no carbs is that right pretty 50 grams a day is under under is um, this sort yep. of typical recommendation which is if you talk to the average person that like they're eating 250 300 easily so for us for me when I talk to my people it's it's real food first Um i try and avoid all refined foods where possible. Obviously, you're still human, so enjoy yourself from time to time. But um, real carbohydrates, real food, plenty of high fats, plenty of proteins, good sources of carbohydrates. Avoid, avoid the refined stuff. Obviously, alcohol ruins everything. Um, lives, jobs, yeah. um, sleep, you name it. Um, Delby. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Delby's a a, 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 a r- big, yeah, It victim. ruins boring times. It's yeah, <laughs> is the one benefit. It does. I
2: used to do the best I've ever felt Diet wise, and this was no, there was no science behind After this. After a bottle of Jacks, was always just uh, I called it my nothing in a packet diet. Yeah, so I just yeah. nothing yep. would be in a packet. And this is I was eating meat at the, at the time, yep. and it was um, if it was that would be the only thing that would be packaged. Really, would be yep. the meat, and it'd be like chicken breast or something like that. But yep. the rest was I'd just go to the markets or the and get all my food from there. It's
3: great, great simple approach. Yeah,
1: simple's uh, good. I think I've I've done I've pretty much tried every single. And diet, I've got air quotes here, but the diet going around. And uh, one thing I know, I used to preach carbohydrates, refi- all carbohydrates for a, like a long period of time. And really? Oh, yeah, like my first sort of five years. Isn't that strange? Yeah. Like, that
3: it, well, we were schooled in that paradigm. Yeah. Like high performance, hard work requires you know,
1: carbohydrates. So, like what, what me and Chris, what we sort of talked about before, and what, we, what it boils down to now is that carbohydrates are essential for high intense exercise.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I don't know. Eighty percent of heart rate, Chris, above the thirty-five yep. certain threshold. Obviously, yeah, if to. you're if you're more fat adapted, you can go longer and obviously higher than that. But um, so for the everyday person, the the simplest way to look at it is if you're doing high intense exercise, like you're actually heart rate strap on and you're working above eighty percent of heart rate, you're going to need some sort of carbohydrates to fuel that. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's less than an hour, you probably need nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's longer than that, you will. Um, and then obviously just eat real food first. So if you're sitting at a desk all day eating a food that is a storing energy hormone. You probably don't need to be eating lots of it. Um, so, yeah, that's. do you need the carbohydrates to train? If you don't, then go there.
3: And, and performance is the next thing. So, yes, if you need to perform in that training session or need to perform in that event, you've got to have carbohydrate. But mm-hmm. if you don't yeah. need to perform, like if you if it's a work capacity session or a lower intensity, you don't. Yeah. You know, another good experiment for people to run is train fasted you know do a 16 or a 20 hour fast and experiment with yourself try and train on an empty stomach and see how hard you can go yeah. mm. and you're surprised you know what your body can do when it reclaims some sort of metabolic flexibility I you do- can still perform hard on on sort of fasting yeah, i no think recovery. mentally
0: that scares me because i'm like yeah. i know i haven't eaten so i'm like oh, i'm probably going to pass out like, like <laughs> yeah yeah
3: but so you know just got to it's like anything, I'd be you be open to it, do
1: yeah, it. It's adaption build it. as well. Like you obviously start you start very small and you, you work your way up and the first ever fast I did was a twenty four hour fast and it was just dinner to dinner. Yep. So
0: tw- twenty four hour famine for no, <laughs> yeah. No,
2: no just no, <laughs> did It because yep. well, uh, probably the same sort of thing. I probably read something on fucking Facebook or whatever, like it's good for you, yeah. Probably collective evolution. <coughs> actually, that, you know, so, we should be telling the
0: 40 hour family kids, No, no, <laughs> we're not donating, <laughs> it. it's actually good for your health, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that, stop complaining. Um, you got all the benefits that the western world would love, <laughs>
2: and I felt fine. But the last I got, um, for my first one, I got very hangry,
1: like yep. very, um, very moody. Yep, um, you would have done. It. You're probably very carb based at the time as well. Yeah, my diet Car- would have been horrendous.
2: Yeah. Um, but then uh, after I got used to it, like 24 hours was just easy. easy. It, it is. So it is easy. so
3: easy. It's just getting people, you know, to just dabble in it and then they get to that point too. It's so It's easy. Yeah.
0: like ridiculously easy. And yes, I heard yes. that uh, <laughs> the guy that told me about it uh, said that anytime he fasts, any niggles he's got, they sort of yep. come back because he feels the body goes to work on them? Is that right or is that wrong? Like if you've got a a dodgy knee and after three days fasting, is your body, will that flare up because your body's trying to like fix it or make it get aware, hey, this is an area that we need to fix. Yeah, is that more awareness
2: than actual pain?
3: So I think what I understand physiologically, the mechanism of of what happens is, you know, an injury is, it's an inflamed area, scar tissue, whatever. It's been there for a long time. So once you start fasting, you're engaging autophagy. So that's the cellular mechanism where it – clean. people say cleaning house, but mm-hmm. it's where cells, white blood cells, will digest damaged proteins, injuries, the inflammation, senescent cells that are just sitting around there. So your body's got these cleanup mechanisms, but they don't get activated uh, when we're eating all the time. Mm. So we go without food, and then the body, in order to survive, it starts breaking down damaged proteins, damaged cells, damaged DNA – So it's cleaning house.
4: That's
0: good.
3: So that's why I would say people report these things tend to go away. How do they
0: measure that? How do you know it's doing that? Uh, Because I love the theory side of it, but how have they proven that? Like, it would be really hard to, to, what would they do? Like, take a blood blood sample or would you have a look at it? I think it can be
3: measured. Like I say, I'm not a a pure science researcher, but I'm pretty sure it can be measured somehow, scientifically. Yeah. Um, but it'd be as simple as, you know, if you needed to control this in a study, it'd be yeah. getting people in with injury, inflammation, measuring their blood. Mm. Yeah. And even, you know, in their like biopsy acute lady. injury. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then seeing what it's like after. Mm.
4: Yeah.
3: But it's a systemic process, right? It's Nothing's really localized. So yeah. there's inflammation, yes, in your injury, but it's in the rest of your body too, just yeah. perhaps lesser. And, and like I say, now I know with blood, you can measure obviously... Uh, inflammatory markers. Yeah, it's quite an easy process. So when
0: you are at Frio, um, who was the hardest worker? Well, Kepler in terms, Bradley. In terms of hands down, Kepler Bradley the Kepler hardest. Kepler Bradley
1: worker. was the funniest man I've ever <laughs> been involved with. Sorry. Um, <laughs> in
0: terms of what players
1: did, how many players were sort of experienced with food, or were they all sort of just following the club nutrition? Nah, look at
3: that point in time. That was, was prior to all this. Yeah. I think that the fasting keto movement it was still just evolving. Very um, sport. Nutrition, yep. you know, traditional sort of prescription there.
0: Yep. I saw a box there where the chick was experimenting with food. It was, <laughs> it was really interesting what she was doing. Just different processes. Oh, oh wow. So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, but did any players come yeah. to you and sort of, well, well tried things outside of the norm? Well, there's that pressure,
3: that, you know, that and, and most clubs do this. They have, you know, the skinfold targets and, and most AFL are sort of or at that point in time, were fifty mils. You know, how do you get under and maintain fifty mils of, of body fat in seven skinfold sites, which, so which felt
0: is about nine percent for those listeners? Well, felt, right.
3: the, felt the pressure to achieve that. You know, is and that
0: um, a good marker or is that just an old marker?
3: Well, I didn't believe it was a great marker because you're drafting skinny kids that uh, need to be physically developed. Yeah. So then you're depriving and depleting them mm. of this. I didn't feel like it did anything. For their development, yeah, but because but then you've got team rules, team standards, and that's what it is. It's trying yeah. to create, you know, uh, rules to be accountable or held accountable to. But in I don't know, I just felt like in that environment, there's pressure to make a top ten draft pick into a 100, 150 game player. Yeah. So what's best for his development is it a, a overlying team rule that yes gets them to conform to the rest of the environment. Mm at the expense of perhaps their development I don't know yeah. it's, it's a bit of a, a bit of a hard so one. Stewie
0: Jew what was he doing at the end of his career <laughs> <laughs> was he just developing his, yeah, no. for his coaching career <laughs>
3: they obviously had different standards <laughs> yeah. so, so, or more individualised standards yeah. at, at that club
1: and standards standards <laughs> are different like obviously the club has a policy but there's there's sort of guys who get away with more than others yeah. um, the Rat is, Pack which is obviously always hard as
0: well so like, did you were you there when Sonny got banished yep or did you banish him or was that Ross? Uh,
3: well, no, I didn't. <laughs> Ross Ross did that yeah. uh, pretty swiftly, and to be honest, it was the best thing for him. Yeah. worked worked so well. Yeah. You know, it was obviously hard at the time and hard for him, and um, but to his credit, and we don't know. We weren't allowed to touch him. Yeah, right. You know, they said go back to Swan Districts, get yourself fit. We weren't allowed to service him, so That's we don't. So strange. Him. Wow. So it's always comes down to the athlete and that, and that person, you know, light bulb moment, if you want to call it that, where he's flicked the switch, come back and step back into an AFL uh, program and obviously
0: perform pretty well. It's so strange that like, go get yourself right, but we're not going to give you the best possible advice. That's what I'm saying <laughs> to, to help it. you. <laughs> they've got like go do it team on your
1: own. Team <laughs> of doctors, team yeah. of physi, nutritionists, um, but uh, you need to leave. Yeah, uh, but uh, is it, the, you. One thing you'll learn in this industry: go get Shane Barros to tell you what to do. (laughs) The the, the funny thing in this industry, you can can have all the information at hand, but an athlete—you can't make a great athlete or someone change until it flicks in their head.
0: Yeah, like you can—you
1: can can keep banging on the door and tell them what to do, and then all of a sudden one day lead a horse
0: to water, but you can't make it use the electrolytes.
1: Exactly exactly right. (laughs)
0: Well, tell me what was the science behind. That should be the other hydration's fucking catchphrase, by the way.
2: What was the science behind, uh, so Kepler-Bradley... What, being banished <laughs> to run laps? Being banished to train by himself for a whole preseason after rolling his ankle playing cricket on the beers. <laughs> Were you there at the club at that time? This must have been... I uh,
3: <laughs> oh, wasn't there on that one. <laughs> poor,
2: poor bloke at uh, Jason is Bucks party uh, playing... A, Experimenting a, with food? Cricket, no, cricket, oh. cricket day. And he just rolled his ankle trying to catch a... A ball and then rocked up and then Ross made him train by himself for a whole pre-season <laughs> That's like, to, That's so brutal the main group trained on one oval <laughs> down at City Beach there, uh, not City Beach oh, um, yeah, yeah, down yeah. in Perry Lakes so oh yeah been there okay. um, yeah and then he made him train on the
0: wow. imagine what he would have done to Jaden Stevenson on his fucking BMX bike Have you see what Stevenson did no he was maggot oh I saw that and yeah. he rode his BMX bike off his um, balcony he <laughs> broke <And laughs> his leg didn't he yeah Busted his, broke
2: his hip. That's oh his hip. Yeah, um, I, 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 I can't remember. If, uh, I don't know if we've fully moved off fasting, but it, there's a couple <laughs> of things I just quickly wanted to um, just ask before coffee and fasting. Black, black coffee, but um, you can just you can have coffee though, yeah.
4: but just just black. Well, black.
3: look, look, it depends. If you want to get really specific, like if you're going to do fasting and and keto, you've got to you've got to you know measure your, your ketones in your blood. So mm-hmm. some coffee will affect your blood sugars. And but, but generally, coffee is considered, you know, keto-friendly and fast. Doesn't so it stim-
0: simulate fat burning or promote it? Does, it? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Increase yeah, okay. oxidation.
3: But, um, yeah, and I'm talking like medically and clinically fast for, for oncology wards, cancer, they probably wouldn't. Yeah. But, mm. you know, for us who are trying to get, you know, a bit fitter and lose a bit of weight, black coffee... And, you know, it's an appetite suppressant. So green tea and, and black mm. coffee, appetites are present. So they're, um, you know, conducive to this whole process.
0: Yeah. Who was the hardest trainer you saw? The person that was in best shape at Frio and West? Kepler Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> like, who was the best back then? Yeah, it's like, for example, well, they're, five. Well, they're different, like- different
3: questions. Yeah, so um, who, who I guess hardest? hard
0: trainer. And then the other on the other side, who looked after him? Mundy obviously must look after himself amazingly if his body's – if you Still want to talk going. about
2: like over your whole career and go back to two thousand six, branch, you know, twenty eight skin folds, like we can talk about that if you want. Yeah, the skin
0: folds <laughs> weren't important when you didn't have anything.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Natural
3: athlete, God given speed, yeah. and, and, and pretty couldn't, ripped.
0: Couldn't, yeah. couldn't kick a footy though. Wait, <laughs> yeah. you could not kick a footy. Doesn't mate. matter you if you can speed. kick a footy if you're that ripped and that yeah. fast. Neither <laughs> can any <laughs> pull forward in the AFL.
2: Mate, <laughs> so you. I don't want to show Chris my guts now, Paul. Yeah, bloke will fucking shit himself. So who was the
1: hardest
0: worker for you? Who was the hardest? And
3: um in the professional is a freer and the professional Freya, yeah
0: freer and then and then out of every every yeah so probably footy because we're not really a rugby state yeah but I would
3: say like okay Matt, Matt DeBoer ball was definitely a great trainer and yeah. very professional I've only got great things to say about him and obviously why he's probably on. a
2: tagger as well hey yeah yep. good running ability
3: yep but just uh diligent yeah open and obviously uh, did to the letter what, what you sort of gave him. So a real professional attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, yeah, that was important. Silvani, Alex Silvani was just, you know, like a workhorse, a beast, you know, like he, whatever you <coughs> gave him, he would do it really well. Mm-hmm. There are two that come to mind, um, but it's been a while since I thought about this in, in mm. Fremantle days, but they're yeah. the two that sort of sort of jump out.
2: Yeah, because you, you would have caught the start of Lockie Neal, would so you? I was
3: actually responsible. Well, I was tasked with um, that draft group's physical development when they came in: okay. Lockie Neal, Tom Sheridan, Crozier, and got one. We so got And they've all there left. Was, I was an intern. I was an intern then. I was an yeah. intern at Freo
1: then. Right. Yep. And actually, I think you got me to test. Uh, the, I was there testing the boys with, I think, with you. And all I remember thinking about Lockie Neal was mm. that this guy he had the he had the work ethic. I remember him doing a bike test or something. I can't remember the test exactly, but mm. I remember him doing I was just like this guy. Was he pudgy or does he just have a no, round face? No, he was he was fit there. Oh
3: look he met their criteria, which was fifty, but I probably only just in terms yeah. of skin folds, but he was but he was a he was a great kid to work with. Like he was also, you know, not arrogant, he was responsive, very polite. He was a great
2: person to work with. He was also um fringe. Earlier on, well, he was picked his career. 46, wasn't he? Well, he was also like he was subbed for that 2014 grand final. That's why they lost. Um, he, did, he could like barely get a game, and then That's he, right, A couple yeah, of years yeah. later, he goes on to win in Brownlow. Um,
3: yeah, like it, for you know, professionally, he was, excuse me, in line with Matt DeBoer. Like, he, he, and there's a development to professionalism. So mm-hmm. they're coming in, they're observing what's required, what's the, um, you know, the standards, and, and then they get better at it too.
2: Yeah. And then how do you sort of shape a fucking program around Aaron Sandlands? Yeah. Like, seven foot tall. Like, from what I've seen of him up close, and I've seen him a couple of times training with his shirt off, he's pretty ripped as well for a he big is. man. Yep. Like,
3: he met the criteria, although it was probably a little bit harder for him. Yeah. But, um,. He was a, an amazing person and athlete as well. You know, someone that big who could run. We didn't do so many four hundreds when I was there, but we heard that he was running four hundreds as quick as you know some of the other guys. And Cause obviously, because you only have to start
2: believe that belongs to Mister Gilmore. <laughs> Just
0: four steps and he's done.
2: Yeah,
3: but he, yeah, you know, he, and you do. You've got to um, mould your program around.
0: So how did it change going from footy to rugby? Because those body shapes are completely different and the, the repeat efforts, everything's different. So you would have had to rechange change your whole game, eh? Yeah, well, it's
3: definitely transferable, you know. Once you understand whatever physiology and, and bits and pieces and it's really understanding the game demands and that's not that hard to find out. So, I, I, you know, I was lucky to be exposed to rugby in my interning at Western Force and that opened my eyes. It's like, well... Australia, you know, AFL's only played in Australia. If I want more jobs, Mm. if I want to go internationally and all that sort of stuff, rugby's it. So that's why I sort of jumped codes with the hope of doing that. But, yeah, I believed that all the football codes were quite transferable, you know, and and my, my... Big plan was to do soccer as well,
0: but I mm. never quite got to, to do that. And well, that'd it. always be faking the there, Ah, my leg's inflamed. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, okay, quick. I'm back <laughs> on. Keep it going. We uh, came out well, you just, Yeah, a little bit I of believe. water. Oh, I love it. Just that. the water. They're done. Fuck, uh, But no, no, it was
3: actually an easy transition, but the, in, the environments are different. Mm-hmm. and like any environment, some people survive in those environments and, and some don't. It's um, So fair.
0: were you um, not advising them to piss in their own hand and drink it <laughs> to get the nutrients back in or was that just some rugby players? Just, just <laughs> some. <laughs> just and just a couple one. of... <laughs> the bubbling. And a couple of footy players. NFL yeah. <laughs> um, so,
1: players, what, strength train, what, three times a week in off-season and twice in-season? Is there any difference between NRL oh, boys? Look,
3: I would say they... Almost train, you know, the same run, strength training. Although things are different, but just yeah, the the distributions of things are a lot different.
0: So more weights yeah. for rugby, you think? Yeah, you
3: yeah. know, rugby might do eight to ten sort of strength orientated sessions, which I mean, grappling, wrestling, all those mm-hmm. type of things, as well as uh, they're on field where AFL would clearly do a lot more running. They still lift weights, you know. I think we were doing four at Fremantle, yeah. so two upper, two lower. And even some circuits and other bits and pieces built into the program as well so still doing quite significant lifting mm. but they can't grow because of the
0: running demand from running. it blows my mind that rugby players can back up week after week and guys playing 200 games of rugby with oh, the contact with the hits and the hits so the
2: conditioning of the muscles like almost like almost callousing of your muscles and the knocks yeah. and, the, and the the corks that you we, would get we,
3: you know we'd call it or it's probably known a bit or as contact conditioning mm-hmm. it's like anything if you want the body to adapt and become you know comfortable with something you've got to condition it so mm-hmm. yeah these guys like i say we would do um big on field sessions Say so two hours on field have lunch hit the gym for an hour session and then go off for a two hour wrestling and grappling session Shit. You know, Fuck. So these guys were you – know, <laughs> it's a real <laughs> flog I, fest in rugby, I, like I, just work them into the ground. I just yeah. did
2: my first little – I was talking to you about this the other day, my first ever boxing session like uh, two weeks ago, and there was lots of grappling and wrestling yeah. on the ground with the medicine balls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and right. we did two lots of two minutes, and I was fucking <laughs> cooked for four days. Yeah. Yeah. You're That's saying two mean. hours. And like,
3: they're, and they're doing contact obviously in a yeah. few, but we you know, try and control um, here and there in different drills. But yeah, contact and grappling sessions are massive mm. and the forces you know that involve when three defenders and one offender runs into them, it's just like mm. a brick wall mm. and you, know, you see the head snap back and some just phenomenal forces. Is there
0: specific it. training to get no neck for rugby or does that <laughs> just happen?
3: I think, well, this is quite an interesting question, like we were doing a bit of that at, with Brendan Appleby at Western Force, you, you know, that's where I sort of came across the neck conditioning and... It's like Is it an adaptation To the game Like the scrummaging Mm. For for forwards In Union Um, Or um, You know Does it Or does it need to evolve Through training But Mm. either way You've got to have it Yeah And And league um, You know Surprisingly It wasn't actually That prominent When I was there And because yeah. what do they
0: do? Like put weights around their heads and lift the necks yeah, up. Yeah, lots
3: of isometric contractions, whether it be bands, cable holds, whatever. And then you know if they tolerate that well enough, and there's no previous neck injuries, do some sort of dynamic sort of movements as well. Lots of bridge ups, like you'd do in in um, wrestling and whatever, you know, mm. bridging off up off the floor and bits and pieces.
2: Because uh, I do recall you being massive on Turkish get-ups. <laughs> And
1: they were the fucking bane of my existence because yeah, they're my, so boring. My boys hate them too.
2: But That's got the, I feel like, the like to they, they got, by the way, exist- they, got,
1: they got nothing to do with the neck. By the way, yeah, I
2: know. But like, <laughs> <laughs> just talk about things that he used to love and yeah, think But uh, it, I feel like, what's a Turkish get-up? They're. Prob- I feel like they're one of the the best benefits. You, oh, it's, three, it's three a, dimensional. It's just great. shoulder
1: stability. It's got you need movement to do it. You need flexibility to do it. It's great. It's it's dynamic stability of the shoulder. There's heaps of stuff going on there. There
3: is fully sort of diagnostic you know if there's a problem in any joint or body part <laughs> that doesn't move you can't do a Turkish. You yeah you'll, so find, you'll find it it was probably silly of me to actually do them back then because there were so many people that didn't move well <laughs> you yeah. might be fast <laughs> yeah, and lean but like, fuck man, this is,
2: it's, the most, it's the most challenging boring slow well, what do you have to do Oh. Uh, so
3: if you think that you lay on the ground with yeah. a fairly decent sort of kettlebell and then you've got to stand up in a series of seven steps yeah, but so you thrust yeah, you. yeah
0: thrust up that, yeah, that, yeah. if there's yeah, no so,
3: mobility you can't do them pretty not with a heavy load anyway
0: yeah, yeah okay um, as that, opposed to an Afghani get up where it's just you hang on the side of a plane <laughs> fuck the Turkish get up's is much easier <laughs> Well, they're probably not much <laughs> better at the moment. Um,
2: uh, I guess in regards to that, so you talk about the changing the codes, yep. then so rugby league compared to Austri- uh, Aussie rules, uh, reasonably bigger. Yeah, so you have to then- do
0: sphincter tightening to stop fingers going up your <laughs> butt in rugby as well. So we call that the hopawadi, the squatawadi's.
2: <laughs> but they're also still pretty fast um, and pretty fit. It's some of the most
3: explosive, naturally endowed individuals yeah. I've ever seen. There, like if you, if they're big. <laughs> and they might have had no athleticism in school, like kind of yeah. like the fat kid type thing. Right? Mm. Yeah, but evolved into these just, you know, muscle bound and
1: explosive guys. Like there's some, and that's just coming from lifting weights. And and then crazy, years, years but, but then
2: it. I guess Union would be just another change game changer again, wouldn't it? Because they they seem to be far more. It's a slower game. It, it's, it's a bit, solid, a bit more
3: it's, bigger and stronger type sport, like rugby Which league is, is still yeah. a hybrid sport, it's still going to be, yeah. be quite fit, like some of those guys, uh, the aerobic demands are quite, quite yes. big in the yeah. league, where unions are a bit more of that. And is their
0: diet, he, do they have heaps of food, the rugby players, because of the size? They do, yeah, yeah. They, they, they eat. As you go through it all? <laughs> if you want to get fat, <laughs> yeah. just eat lots of
1: carbohydrates and you're sweet. Yeah. So if you're trying to gain mass, then obviously lots of refined carbohydrates will do
0: that for you. Yeah. Um, but like yeah. They'll be burning through it, eh, rugby yeah. players? They yeah. do, yeah. They yeah. so
3: used to order all of their food, obviously, in some pretty decent quantities. But yeah, yeah. they were, but a lot of them, um, you know, still trying to get lean and, and, you know, so they're still trying to control what, what they eat and whatever because they've got that tendency to probably blow out pretty easily.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, I wouldn't see too many lean prop forwards. Just
3: <laughs> nah. But rugby league, you know, there's some some very lean guys. I feel like they're all very lean, like they very are, quick, very yeah. – very,
2: um, what would you say? The forwards
3: need a bit of padding obviously with, with the hit ups yeah. but um, yeah there's some very you know big and ripped sort of guys in, in league
0: what about um NFL have you had any experience over there cuz their their training would be insane right they would be just like the rugby players but is that a faster. goal uh, sorry? is that a goal no
3: no uh, no no interest uh, yeah but yeah they um you know a lot of our sort of information comes and is influenced by obviously the american system and mm. NFL, and it's a very specialised sport, obviously, yeah. you know, specialised training. Um, so, so, yeah, yeah some, some fantastic stuff there, but...
0: So we don't take much from the Russians, then? Well... <laughs> <laughs> I watched the Icarus I, the other day. I, 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 oh, oh, no, did, it, you did watch it? It's yeah. very good, isn't it? Yeah. It's about Icarus. I, uh, yeah, Icarus, yeah. Wait, we're not using any of that? No. Nah. Nah. Look,
3: I actually re- researched and read and still have a lot of the old Russian manuals, and fantastic like stuff they would you know barring the whole yeah. dope, doping thing right yeah. but yeah. the methodology the methods they had were absolutely phenomenal we think we're smart doing this now they were doing it in the 60s yeah, you know, yeah like yeah, yeah. It's so impressive to read um but yeah no and you know they didn't have a talent pool so they had to build an athlete well americans just break them and get the next one yeah, so yeah. that makes and me think
4: what
2: they are they doing now lot. so yeah. if they're doing that now fucking Maybe we should start doing that now.
0: UFOs, <laughs> mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just moved on from athletes to space. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not even then, UFOs. So it's just Russian gymnasts.
2: Your career has obviously progressed you through teams, and now you've sort of just gone back living down in Albany. That's right. Yep. Just relaxing, and then sort of doing more. Um, is it? I guess is it online sort of? Recon-
3: yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I'm a country boy at heart, so it was good to move home. Mm-hmm. And um, and now it, for me, the only way I can reach people and. In- you know, use my sort of skills is is online coaching. So I've got a um, like an online endurance sort of coaching. People, you know, ultra marathoners and and local runners and bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. So you know, I've been reading GPS sort of reports and files for quite a while. So using that information to make training decisions is comes quite easy. So mm. you know, with a GPS watch these days, you can coach anyone anywhere across in the, world. the
2: world. Yeah, you know. I know some real hard guy who did eighty k ultra Was that David Vlogans? Yeah, didn't even train. He was he's so <laughs> he's an inspiration. It's quite it, impressive. It was definitely well, impressive. Yeah, we were having a chat about that and uh, before, but is that something like? So you're focusing more on running now?
1: That's yeah. your biggest thing.
2: <laughs> yes, definitely. And it's, um, defi- it's an
1: old man sport. I think. I think it's definitely, <laughs> some, uh, it's <laughs> <just> definitely <laughs> something. you transition across to. Like I looked at when I was in my early 20s, I was like, who the hell would want to run 50 kilometers? It is just the yeah, dumbest, yeah. dumbest, thing in the oh, world. I totally agree. And now I do it. So um, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's just one of those things where you just get older natural and natural progression. Yeah, it's natural progression from explosive stuff to sort of endurance stuff, and
2: something um, a bug, There's a bug about it. Like, yeah, you, you get addicted. It's a good feeling.
1: It's a good feeling being when you fit it's a good feeling but it's yeah. such a
3: good process I think to go through like running and the running process you know there's so many things it teaches you whether it be from injury your diet your metabolism you've got to get all this stuff right if you want to yeah. run 80k and do well no whatever. you don't yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> do well, do, it, yeah. well. That's what do, I do well do yeah.
2: well well I, I gave Chris a bit of a rundown of my whole prep and he's I walked down. Like gobsmacked I shouldn't like, be yeah. to do that even yeah. something as simple as wearing a jumper and wearing it tied around my waist for 50k's of the run yeah <laughs> like,
4: but here's it's the stupid.
3: thing. That's, uh, you know, the psychological, mate. You got yourself through it. You know, yeah. Whether uh, you want to call it mental toughness or whatever. Like it's, it's we'll cold, call the, it mental cold. toughness. I want to touch on
1: actual mental toughness. I want to talk to you about this, Chris. Like, do you think there will be a big shift? Obviously, you've walked in professional sports where everything's monitored, be, be heart rates and GPS. Um, I know that you know, um, Darren Burgess from Melbourne does like a day of the year where he just gets the footy boys and they've got no idea what's coming. And mm. it's more purely a mental. Absolutely. Um, I did, did the same thing with my footy boys this year. Yeah, Every, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, we've done it the last three years now where the footy boys get a day of the year or the pre-season. They, they don't know what's coming. Um, they're usually fit enough to deal with it, mm-hmm. but it's more about can I break these guys mentally, not physically. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely broke a couple... This year we had some funny stories come out of that one. Uh, what sort of challenges, rest in peace, Adam Jerry uh, um, What was that? What sort of challenges, Jero. Oh, is just that
0: Jero, the one that I gave shit at the Colts for? Jared, eating too much, food? yeah, potentially,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was that was. A I very, told him
0: Uber eats was coming. <laughs> that
1: was a funny story, but um, yeah, do you see the industry moving? Or obviously, the monitoring is very important. But do mm. you see a bit more? Um, in the future where they're going to do a bit more of mental stuff without the like the Adelaide Crows, Crows camp
0: more yeah. of that stuff oh, I definitely won't go there <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think
1: what uh,
3: Corey is saying it's, it's already here it's happening we were doing it at the Rabbitohs we spoke about it a few years ago you know the whole environment is so try and control the controllables and it becomes a bit micromanaged the players need you know they perceive they need to know what's happening for the day in that session so withholding that information oh
2: fucking oath yeah it's yeah, tough what's coming. tough for
3: them but also changing that you might give them a plan right before they walk out
2: yeah that's but, actually
3: but you know it comes out to of this toughness but it's more resilience can you adapt on the fly and change that's
2: just the key not knowing when the end of exactly. a session is I that hate stuff.
0: that yeah. man so that's, that's, you, when you're athletes trying to reserve you're exactly. trying to get your reserves there yeah, exactly so well, that's what, a bit
3: of pacing you know they want to know what's happening so yeah. Okay. Whether they there's almost subconsciously pacing and planning yes. themselves so as coaches we want to remove that so they can it's a new challenge new stimulus because game day never goes to plan by you know, game day react. you
0: can tell how long you're going for like you yeah. know but it's going to be roughly yeah. what about you know yeah.
3: overtime golden boot you know yeah. extra yeah. Rule, all this sort of stuff you got yeah. to have a session dedicated to that
0: you remember the first time we
1: did a 2k time trial or a 5k time trial you got no idea what's coming <laughs> yep. and you always go out way too hard and you die in the ass in the last yeah, mm-hmm. 2k's um, obviously the more you do them the more you it's called a, like the tailor anticipatory part of the brain where you actually start to figure it out figure it out and pace yeah. yourself accordingly mm-hmm. I did this one this year with the boys where they did these 40 meter shuttles 30 seconds on 30 seconds off and we normally do like 8
0: you'd never um, get anywhere in the city doing that
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> sort of but like they had
1: no idea how many were coming mm. um, so they're just they're sitting there on the line and but what you want to see is unity you want to see the boys band together like the boys give me absolute crap like they they're just getting sucked into me, and which when I when I start to go quiet, I know I've start, I'm starting to get them. Yeah. Um, but then when it gets real tough, you want to see your unit and your team bind together. Good, almost leadership. Yeah, against and against you want to see the leaders stand up. You want to see the leaders drag the young guys up, and um, that's that's things that wins your games. Like you know, when you're the last quarter and you you spent, you got nothing left. It's a final. Those are the, you just give yeah, up. You all a time, point. eh? I still like, think. I still about the preseason I had with Chris Dorman, uh-huh. where I was the physically. I was physically and the mentally- camp? Yeah, the camp and um. If- I think I threw earn two three k time
3: trials at you back to back. Yeah, gonna- you
1: did. Earn holiday. Yeah, earn holiday, and I walked pushing up the- fucking utes up. I remember walk, yeah, hills. pushing, pushing utes, yeah, time trick. trials. <laughs> we just started the morning with a triathlon. Then we had like a- Yeah, the triathlon at the start of the day, yeah. Yeah, we had the beach like stream. It wasn't obviously no bike, but beach and run, sorry, like yep. an aquathon thing. Yep. And then um I walked up to Chris at about 2.30 in the afternoon, and we have been doing for like, I don't know, eight hours at this point. Yeah. I'm like, Chris, I've got nothing left, mate. I, I can't do this. He's like, well, we'll just go tell the coach, and you can just leave. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> damn it. Mate, that, that was that a, a
2: good b- trick from I, Of all the pre-season camps- all of them are a blur. I don't remember them specifically. That one is the only one that stands out. And it really – like even something as simple as – getting woken up at two o'clock in the morning to solve that math problem uh, it was the simplest uh, math problem it was like what's fucking seven times eight or fucking something stupid like that what is like seven that. times eight uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> go,
4: okay,
2: I don't it's know what's a good, uh, uh, 54? Uh, no, I don't
4: 56, know 56? 56 oh pretty close
2: um, um, but yeah it was a very simple math question and then we could go back to bed
1: but it was the whole thing of getting back up out of bed I just remember pushing this u- up this hill pushing the with like, the the, ute up with like a team of eight and my quads I'm I said the boys, it was. I'm. I'm not pushing anymore. My legs don't work anymore. I've got nothing left. I'm just trying to. I'm just holding to. Blake, you
0: won on your team in the grand final. Hi, oh, exactly. exactly.
1: <laughs> so See, I my, used to, my first pre preseason yeah.
0: too. By the way,
2: I used so, to yeah, use um, situations when we were at the at uh, the lowest and, and as tight as we could possibly be to work on my voice. Yeah. And I know that sounds so stupid, but I felt like if I'm in a situation where. Greeny's about to get tackled, mm. and I can't yell out to him because I'm fucked. Mm. That's my that's my fault. Yeah. So I would train myself like that, and now I can actually just run and talk mm. at any pace. Mm. It's like I've done done it over the years.
0: But I, think, but, yeah. And yeah, I, but I think you'll yeah, see yeah, Most cunts wish He didn't learn that skill eh? Yeah I know Fucking <laughs> talk Fucking underwater
2: <laughs> But he But Dorman was the first one To introduce I feel like science To our training yeah. In, in um, MAS running Was that the,
3: Yep he, at the time That was the, the uh, hot, That was the topic, thing
1: yeah. Would you I uh, know this is a great question For Chris I think I've asked him before But would you go back And obviously you would change A fair few things now But what's What's one thing That you would change Looking back on your Early days of your career Because I well, think I recommend a great-
0: the coach To cut branchy earlier Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: But <laughs> like you can't Ooh. cut the Is most it? elite
1: runner at the club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do, you th- do you look back and cringe at anything you've done? Like I know that oh, I look 100%, 100%. back, I, I look back and cringe at some things I've done. But yeah. um,
3: that's and just I, the girls I, he hooked up with. <laughs> I wish it was more, um, you know, not not a training thing that I did. You make plenty of mistakes. Like everybody makes mistakes. You know, no one's as smart as uh, as they'd hope to be. But it's more about your yeah, awareness becoming aware of your, your biases and, and lenses like learning that what you've learnt may be doing harm yep mm. so you need to be smarter than your sort of current bubble to try and problem solve these areas so i'd like to look back and think i had that mental capacity to look at a situation and go what i'm doing is making this worse i need to step back Circumvent this and solve it a different way. I wish I had that back then. I think that's science and whatever. That's what it does to us. It makes us not critically think at all. It makes us so focused on what we do know, and that's the only solution for everything. Mm. You know, it's not. It doesn't give you enough skills. Yeah, that's what
0: teachers do. If a class is going wrong, you look at why it's going wrong, and you try and circumvent it. So the same thing mm. should be applied to any. Industry, Um, yeah. Industry.
3: Absolutely. Like, yeah, that's what I uh, learned learned more out of uni than I have, obviously, in uni. Yeah, Yeah. by the way, that's that's the
1: hardest part is uh, knowing that I spent a lot of money over my life on education in excess of $100,000 I reckon mm. um, and especially at uni it's, it's a 50 grand degree like, yeah uni sucks man you just you realise that a lot of it's not applicable a lot of it's outdated yep. a lot of it's you know biased towards what they need to teach mm. and science is like so far behind so frustrating
0: when you see or meet a professional that's still doing the same thing they did 10 years ago and they don't uh, it still might be the right thing, but they're not upskilling themselves. Yeah, because re- you know, yeah, the food
2: pyramid is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The food yeah. pyramid
0: is definitely not awesome.
2: I think uh, <laughs> a
3: fixed mindset is the biggest barrier to uh, performance and, and any, any sort of thing. It just halts progression and evolution and getting smarter and doing things better. So if you encounter a coach or an athlete or a management system with a fixed mindset –
1: move on
2: I I just in anything just that, that's just life yeah, yeah. in yeah. life fixed exactly. mindsets in life and not the ability to sort of move to forward to grow and, and, and change grow. and yeah.
3: adapt and all those things but we like that you encounter you know a system or a person uh, so fixed mm. like it's very hard to work, work in and
1: work I through. think the best bit of advice you ever gave me was you know you keep working on your business like I I had a point I think where I was with you uh, Chris at West uh, at the Tigers and I remember having a chat to you about like, you know, prof- do I go professional route? Do I really want to go and like spend my whole life dedicating and try and get to the professional level? And mm. after conversations with you, like it was, it's was all sort of 50-50. And um, I look back now and I'm, I'm definitely glad I went the, the private-based business and yeah. like I can I can do what I want when I want. We can change our systems at AI at any moment if something doesn't make any sense. Yep. Uh, if it's not working, we, we throw it out and we, we start again. And we, AFL we should do that with Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's,
4: just, yeah. it's they should not
1: working. No, they it out, should, yeah. yeah, they should probably throw Gold Coast out. Yeah. yeah. Uh but no, I I think in the professional, I think the point he was trying to make is that at professional level, there are so many hoops you have to jump through, so many systems that are mm. uh, you've got to change so many people's minds Whole and club. you're not gonna risk um for them they've got millions of dollars worth of athletes. So are they gonna are they gonna risk that many pl- that much money on changing something because it's a bit of a hunch or it's you know outdated? I don't know. It's mm. yeah.
0: It's strange though because they employ you to give the best advice, so you shouldn't be just pandering to what they th- that you think yeah, they want to hear. But when it
3: comes down to it, and uh, the money, like say you're training mm. assets, really not not people. Well, yeah, that's kind of the way yeah. that it feels sometimes. Um, you know, you can't just go bringing in, um, you know, things willy nilly, and, and when things go bad, people need to point the finger in, in that industry. Yeah. They really want to. So you know, basically, you just someone. stick
0: your neck out. If it works, and you're the greatest, and if it doesn't, you don't yep. work again.
2: So yeah, you, would you volatile. say you're you're done with high-performance team programs?
3: Uh, absolutely, yeah, unless some miracle that, you know, whatever happens, you can do things remotely or a team moves to Albany, so it's never going to happen, right? So you,
2: so, you really just want to live in that sort of con- Well, you know, I've got two
3: kids family. now and, and Albany's home to both sides of my family type of thing. Yep. You know, the kids are priority. Mm-hmm. Now... Um, and you know you'd be out of the game. Mm. You know? Like you know, I, I still research ravenously. Like I just can't stop. Like I'm drawn to the information. You yeah. Know? Like I still find myself just researching. Even you know, for yourself, huh? Hey? Just to. And the running process. You know. You know. Yeah. There's still still lots to learn. Are like. you
0: planning on using the kids in any? Like experiments of fasting or food or sports <laughs> like so I do, not so.
4: tell anyone. <laughs>
2: no, I, no I don't I've seen... Know Nick, Icarus
0: Jr. No, yeah. I've
2: seen his videos that he shares and he's doing his push-ups and he's got one of them on the back or something like that. Or he's... Uh, yeah, yeah, d- yeah. Were yeah. you doing squats the other day or jumping over them or something I like that? Or exploit them in... in yeah. the right
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All they are is bits of weight you can throw
2: around. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. So
1: in regards to the running... Expensive so, bits of weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah Running
2: um, being the sort of focus that you have now, remote running... Mm. For uh, not to take away any business, future business, but yep. it could help with future business. Absolutely. A lot of listeners last time engaged pretty heavily with our 80, the 80 kilometre episode. Yep. And um, they, a lot of messages saying, fuck, they're motivated to actually try and do Absolutely. maybe not an 80, but like, fuck, mush straight away. So have, are you guys doing that still? They stopped (laughs) (laughs) trading, But straight away, people were motivated to like, I want to do a run. And like, they probably don't know the right process. Uh, Even if it's a half marathon, what's probably the best way for someone who's had no like experience in running at all? Because I I actually went for a run with Rudy, uh, last week's guest. Yeah. Um, And we just went for a light jog, very slow. I feel like we would have been going six and a half minute pace. um, Very, very slow through Kings Park sort of area, maybe did one and a half K's tops yep. and he was fucking ruined. And that's not yep. anything yep. against Rudy. I just, I, you for, sort of forget that not everyone's Well, this used is what to I'm running. dealing
3: with now, moving back to the country and move, you know, there's no high performance sort of athletes sort of down there. So I'm helping people reclaim their running abilities, mm. you know, and, and that's human evolution. We were made to locomote and, and running is kind of a natural tendency. We were made for this um so yeah getting people to do this from scratch is kind of what I'm doing
2: you know. wow okay cool perfect so what's Rob like some of the first steps that's well, some of the fact th-
3: like Part of my philosophy, and this comes through my physical preparation background, you know, strength and conditioning, is is prepare the body for the stresses and the demand that it's going to undertake when it starts running. Mm-hmm. So I don't give people a running program, even though it might be progressed nicely and say, whatever. I try and prepare the body first, mm-hmm. so strengthening tissues, but building capacity so they're going to tolerate how many foot strikes, all this ground reaction force, all this scientific term stuff. So, yeah, a bit of... Um, musculoskeletal assessment and and remedial work. I'm big on remedial work. You got to remedy your body every day mm-hmm. if you want to run every day and, and whatever. So yeah, well, well, Branchy was in remedial period.
0: maths, so <laughs> <laughs> he was practicing maths in practice, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So is that the same? Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I played <laughs>
1: play mini golf every math every maths lesson. I reckon.
0: Yeah. Good. So when you say remedial, that's just saying you're fixing injuries or remedying poor form.
1: Exactly. So through well,
3: a bit of bit of both really. Like you know, the, the body will move a certain way because of it restrictions and limitations so sorting them out asymmetries and, and bits and pieces in the body sorting them out requires remedial and corrective work form so wise a, so a, just for Brad your asymmetry is, is a
0: maths general. term for not the same so not symmetrical asymmetry <laughs> okay okay cool like my face yeah
3: so left and right you might have one hip that's rotating and one yeah, that's yeah. not that type of thing so sorting that out before I start and progress their running program yeah, yeah. and then I'll you know move into the, the running process and uh, I don't know, terms, if you're aware of them, you know, like um, polarised training, that type of thing. Uh, 80-20 is more of a layman's term, you know. But how do you get people to measure their intensity? How do they know if easy is meant to be easy, how easy is easy? And I talk about if you don't have a watch, well, I say, well, we're nose breathing. you know. So you run as slow as it takes where you can constantly breathe through your nose. Mm. As soon as you start doing this one and huffing through your mouth, it become, the body interprets it as a stressful event. So you don't recover as quickly. So, you know, getting the dosage right, you know, how do you get people to run easy so they can pull up all right and then run the next day or in two days rather than running every seven days because they're so sore, you know, so. Yeah. And is,
0: I want to ask about form. Is there a right way to run like heel strike or toe to toe or is it just whatever your body There's a better way. is used to?
1: There's definitely a better way. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, so what
0: is the better way? Mm.
3: Well, I like to think of this from the evolutionary point of view. You know, we evolved bipedalism, so upright walking, we evolved an Achilles tendon. The properties of tendons are made to be stretched and recoiled for efficient mm.
1: locomotion. Efficient's a word there. That's yeah. right. That's the main word. Like muscle isn't efficient at energy return. Uh, I think there's stats off the top of my head. Like, I think a muscle returns 40%, 45% of.
3: We are very inefficient. You very know, inefficient. If you look at it, Same yeah. as
0: Mesoblast. Have you invested in them? <laughs> no. Or if you return 45% <laughs> yes. of your initial investment. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, an inside joke. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it doesn't matter. Carry yeah. on.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so for the listeners.
3: Everybody can run. And, and, you know, there are huge. Even
2: drivers. girls?
0: Yep. <laughs> <Ever laughs> don't yeah. yes. do that, to really you know, don't He's, the Chris. Ton, He's awesome guy ever. don't do that to me. I told these folks no. I don't have a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. So, uh,
4: yeah.
3: but anyway, so you, everybody can run, and if you run on your, your heel, you're not getting that elastic recoil return. Yeah. okay. But well, you can still run. Yeah. But you probably won't tolerate as much running, and there'll be impact forces. So those who heel strike predominantly. Are, are going to have a problem, you know, ankle, knee, hip, back. It doesn't matter where it goes.
1: It's going to go somewhere.
3: Because you're not dampening the forces. So, yeah, if there's a a forefoot slash midfoot sort of strike, and yes, the heel might come to the ground, but the Achilles tendon is stretching and recoiling, Mm -hmm. And it allows to dampen the force, but also... Energy Stretch return, break. more efficient energy, yeah. economy
0: as well. Um, Never even thought of that. That's that's good, good little takeaway. there. it's like when you
3: sprint. But hang, this is a big can get a big conversation. So this this could be massive. Hell, you can't just do this. Like if you've been a heel striker, you can't just start running. Um, you know, on the forefoot because the tissues don't have their capacity. Yeah. So, you know, your calves and Achilles will blow up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, yeah. You know and until the they develop part. their endurance and their capacities, and then it'll be fine. It might take six weeks, but it might take some six months.
2: Yeah. You well, I'm, I'm definitely a, like a. Uh, what would what, what you say the soul of the like, midfoot. Midfoot? Midfoot, midfoot, midfoot I'm yeah, definitely yeah. a midfoot um, sort of striker because that's how I was taught to run when I was doing athletics training well you training were with, athletics trained yes, believe, Yeah, but yeah. Um, like, I can still see how it feels yeah. right for if some people to, to do the heel if toe. You want to when know you get tired
0: because my calves Feel like bricks. Yeah, well, yeah. run. So that's the they've got right in, underneath low, low
3: low capacity. You need to build them through strengthening and conditioning exercise and running drills. Build mm. the capacity before you decide to. Are
1: you? Are you a, do you do calf work? Like in terms of like. Weight training calf work? Is it just all plyometric? That's not the
3: way the calf works in running stroke. You know, calf works isometrically, so it can tension the Achilles tendon. Correct, yeah. And then, so when the Achilles is tight, then it stretches and recoils
1: well. So plyometrics is obviously low-level plyometrics. I would
3: say low-amplitude... Drilling, a little bit of plyometric jumping, but more more drilling. You know, yeah.
1: running, A Rio Tinto and the
0: calves. Yeah, just yeah. some yeah. drilling. But if
1: you want to know if you're a, if you want to know what it feels like, if if you're a heel striker, just take your shoes off and run on concrete for like fifteen meters, and you'll know. And you'll know exactly if you're a heel striker or not, because you and but you'll be forced also.
3: But the brain will also go, no way, that's too risky. I'm not letting that heel land on this concrete. So, mm. so you automatically. Force, yeah. Dampen that force by changing your footstrike to, yeah. to the. This is
1: why way. barefoot running can, is is very popular, and which is why it's beneficial, but it's very dangerous if you're well, not even doing you, it properly.
2: You look at like the uh, the elite sprinters of the world, and when they take off, they're all on their toes basically, and they slowly, and then once they're at full stride, they're bounding, they're like bouncing, yeah. they're yeah. not even touching. But
3: why are they bouncing? Because of the Correct. They're exactly. not. Like
2: if they were doing that heel strike, heel arc. strike, that would be. No, it would that, be exactly. illogical. So, to, so
3: sprinting is inherently, you know, that four-foot, midfoot um, mm. sort of strike. It's only distance running, mm. it's where a problem like Through fatigue, we get sloppy, we overstride, we land on a heel. Mm. So, yeah, coaching people to – and getting people to work easily enough so they can sort of think about a control and adjust their form while they're running. If you don't sort of set threshold – training thresholds and bits and pieces, people start out for a run and – very quickly they're in zone four so (laughs) way too stressful they can't cannot physically process the information to change their technique so they just lose what you've been coaching them for so Mm -hmm. you've got to try and blend all that in you know in terms of you're giving them form corrections but you have to adjust the training prescription so it facilitates you to hold that form
1: and it's very hard for young guys to run slow. Like obviously I've tested a lot of my boys in the off season, like where they're just sort of running for a bit of enjoyment and not so much, you know, scripted running. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously encourage you to run slow once once a week or twice a week and they find it hard. And what they it like, is hard. You did it with Trent a couple of times yes. and yep. um it's it can be quite hard to do. Steve Patente yeah, yeah. did it a few times um, as well. It's, it's an ego thing. It's an ego check. And we all want to run fast, obviously. Uh, but running slower. I used to have to hold Trent back. Yeah. It's like, oh,
2: it's we're trying trend. to run, yeah, you yeah. know, 6.30 pace, 6.15 pace, what whatever, the, him, the, whatever the pace was at that time. And he'd be wanting to get back down to 5.30s, 5.45s. I'm like, mate, fucking, even Corey's told you to run at like yeah. 6.15 pace today or whatever he, it he is. He gets like, it now. It takes yeah. a while.
1: Some some take a bit longer to get it, but yeah, he, he's got it now. And um, the importance of, you know, developing those mitochondria, which we talked about last time, and developing- Powerhouse, powerhouse of the cell. Powerhouse the seller, mm. yep. um, That's the one thing I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like running, people, people come to us um, and they want to run. They want to run quick. Straight away, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want We're to rush. They, yeah, they want Bring to. It, they, they want to rush the process. They want to try and go out and run a marathon in uh, eight weeks. I'm like, no, you've got to earn the right to run yeah, a long yeah. distance. Yeah, yeah you've branchy. got to earn
3: the right to run. <laughs> but you can't tolerate much running when you're in a, when you're in this above the economical threshold. When you're in the high zones, you cannot tolerate a lot of that before you get an injury or mainly an illness. You mm-hmm. know, your body, it's an immunosuppression. So, if you want to run 80k a week or 100k a week well, you can't run that much in these high zones, you know. So the research and, and you know, when they've investigated, let's say the endurance countries, the Scandinavians, mm-hmm. it's come out as, as 80, 85% of the training volume is below threshold. So it's easy. Yeah. 5% is that threshold and 15% is hard and bloody hard. Yeah. And because that looks sexy, that makes the media. Yeah, they don't yeah. show people trucking around at six-minute, seven-minute pace.
2: And that's, I think, the first time I... Before you'd spoken to me about specifically slow running, I remember doing laps around Kingsley Lake there and uh, Richard Burlington, who you were training, was, and I knew he was a pretty very good runner and he was running and he was running so slow and I flew by him. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) motherfucker, (laughs) you are are running slow. And then you... Really, you talked me through like why yeah, he no. was training slow, yeah. and it was obviously building mitochondria, building yeah. that endurance. Yeah, yeah. So the runners that
3: are successful are the ones that are running a fast pace but remaining in aerobic zone, like high zone two. <laughs> yep. So if you're running fast and maintaining an aerobic heart rate rather than say zone, whatever zone four. Yeah, You're, the you're, you're just efficient. And... You're preserving your fuel. You're much more economical. you you know you'll last longer. Mm-hmm.
1: That's endurance. Yeah, it's all about becoming as efficient as possible for as long as possible, and obviously in endurance sports, it's. I just skip that.
0: those zones and do an all-day ticket, <laughs> transperf, done. I don't even have to worry. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I
2: think uh, with running, it's, it's such an addictive thing, but people just find it hard to break into it. Like, it's, yeah, it's usually because they go it's out fucked. too hard and it's hurt themselves. It's, yeah, it's yeah,
1: just to motivate. And would you rather if if you come someone comes to you like if you can make them run consistently for a year,
4: mm-hmm.
1: all right, or they go out and try and do their own program off the internet? they're going to go out and they might run too fast they'll probably hurt themselves in four or five weeks they miss three weeks they start again and the whole cycle repeats And
0: so you don't sell your programs on the internet?
1: Uh, no no we, <laughs> we, 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 we do um, okay. but I'm obviously specifying what they should be doing yeah. if, they're, if they're listening they'll go a long way yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah good so you would advise them to not listen like branchy? yeah yeah
1: well, and, it, like, and
2: and that's the thing. Like, I, I hope that doesn't make people think they can just go out and run a fucking- Well, people can kolodic. do whatever
0: they want to put their mind to.
2: They can. Yeah, they can. But also, I did ha- I did should, have like 15 to 20 years weak. of fucking yeah. like, uh, elite Proto programs running. that you guys mm, yeah. were running and, and pre-season camps and so pushing through mental pain barriers. So yeah, I was, exactly. not, I, I just I was accustomed run, to run, it to a certain want, point.
1: You, you definitely want to get assessed by some someone who's smart mm. before you start running because I think they can help- <laughs> uh, re- reduce the amount of injuries you have and um, keep you running for a longer period of time. That's what yeah. like I saw some of you do. I was a
0: runner, yeah, yeah, yeah. but a forest gump, man. That's what he did: slow, long, long yeah. and slow. That's exactly. it. Long and slow long and slow, like my love making sessions with myself. So, um, I was going to say to to be involved in an application process for a professional sports team, you're going to go in to be the man. Yeah. What do you show them? Because I've always wondered why do they choose somebody that, you know, maybe you're not proven or you've you've done this and this. How do they make their final assessment? Do you need to go with a well, portfolio? It D- always, D- it's D-
3: like any industry, it's what you know, and we, yeah. you know, it's more about in sport, it's more about what is not what that guy has done with a team, it's about um Oh it's, it's Diplomas, hard to say.
2: degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: You've got it. That gets you to the door. Like right? they, they see you're educated, but they want to see who you've worked with. But it's more about what's someone that's been involved with that coach. So how does he coach? They don't mm. really want the athletes' report, but they probably will ask mm. if they know some of the athletes to say what was it like to work under this guy. But it's more another staff member. How does he control the group? How does he lead? How does he do this stuff? Mm. Sports a funny one because. I, I think, you know, you generally, we're all generally alpha males, like yeah. we're very ambitious, we're very strong, like like at, at at West Perth, I was having a great time, because I was the alpha male, I was the boss, you know. Yeah,
2: you certainly were. Yeah. When
3: I stepped in Fremont, I was the little fish, you yeah. know, but, you know, we're so ambitious and we want to make our impact, that's what was hard. Yeah. Because there is well more experienced people than me that have, you know, big egos and agendas all that stuff is part of any organisation so you're trying to show them this stuff but you've got to kind of do it discreetly I believe if you go in there really headstrong Mm -hmm. yes you may be good but you kind of it's the way you're perceived
0: mm. so it's more about human social skills than exactly than that's why else. my uh, six-month
1: internship at Frio got cut by three months because yeah. i was just in the wrong place asking the wrong questions and pushing people's buttons and
0: well
3: and this is the like
4: it's
1: like survivor <laughs> it is it's
3: survival of the fittest and it's it teaches you so much like i say i i thought i was doing a good thing early in my career at Fremantle, but a couple of years in i kind of had to just take it back a little bit. You mm-hmm. know? I was so keen to make my mark and, and I was eager to improve. And then you meet all these barriers and bits and pieces. And in the end, it's, it's about survival. Mm. And a lot of the, if you're in the wrong environment, survival can be very negative. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, was, I really felt, if you want me to go down this far, I really felt for Corey because yeah. I had a personal relationship. I wanted him to succeed. And he is a naturally confident and very intelligent person. But it's perception it's always perception. he was just too young he came in and, and he was very uh strong because he wanted to make his impact yeah but the perception of that because he wasn't employed he was sort of intern intern yeah and they were like it's
1: we
0: don't head like stroll. this
3: we don't like this because it's a threat it's right? a challenge it's yeah, a it's threat just, yeah it's a challenge no one will say that yeah. but they perceive you as a th- as a threat so yeah. i really felt because i'd work with corey so it was tough so that's why i've tried to give him so much in the you know
2: since the after years.
3: Exactly. Things,
2: yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. like the whole who you know as well that it obviously is. helps being under Todd Curley, I think, for the majority of your time? Yep, Todd. Or, and, and then and Darren and Harris and uh, Bill? It
3: was Bill. Bill Monahan. Bill Monahan.
2: So um, yeah, great. both had been at the Dockers. Yep. Uh, Bill had been at the Dockers and Todd was at the Dockers. Was that a lead way into it or was it?
3: No, I actually <sighs> got employed through non- AFL related so the manager at Fremantle came from Union so he was the Wallabies mm. high okay. performance manager so funnily enough I'm 100% sure this is correct he rang the Western Force and said I want a strength existing coach and I was working obviously for Western Force as the intern yep. oh yes I was working for West Perth like I said the other part was a it, that Force. didn't so pay the bills that <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah no that didn't they did <laughs> not pay the bills <laughs> that did not pay um, the bill so Monta yeah has. that
3: that work at uh, f- at uh, the Western Force got me in um, with AFL because the manager came from rugby circles okay so it wasn't my path through AFL that got me to AFL at all wow so this is the, the what you know so I'm pretty sure the manager at that time rang the Western Force said hey, have you got there what's he good at what's he done you know how's he go all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff so it's it's, what you, it's who you know. Wow. And if they can vouch for you, and like I said, I thought I was doing a pretty good job at the Western Force, and I must have been, they must have given me a good rapport, and then I got the uh, the gig at Fremantle. Mm. So definitely, yes, might create good... Bring any of the effort.
0: grappling and boxing skills from the Western Force and teach Brayshaw or on Gaff, or was that... After you.
3: Oh. <laughs> well, I was there. When was that? That was 18.
0: That, so that was a complete accident, man. You, were in the rugby. you guys
3: might not remember that, but it was when... Um, the,
0: the Western Derby Rumble? No,
3: Henjak whacked. <laughs> What's his name? Someone broke his jaw. Um,
0: in rugby or in... This is in Union. That yeah, was right. So,
3: so, yeah, anyway, I probably shouldn't... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So, two players uh, had it off and... Um, Jeez. Yeah, one broke his jaw and...
0: And yeah. just remedy that, yeah. just <laughs> remedy the next day. Yeah. Straw. He's fasting, not my choice, <laughs> just <laughs> on the straw diet. Yeah. Well, that's what. Um, uh, well, Brayshaw, that was a complete accident. Anyway, I'm still convinced. I'm, I'm convinced he was yeah. he's
2: doing what every footballer does yes. in, in a situation Gaff where they're getting. At the
0: worst possible time
2: because you punch him in the chest. You like you push him off in the chest to get off. Like yeah. that's what you do every single time. Bang, get off. Yeah, and he slipped as he's
0: sorry. Like, Brayshaw slipped, slipped, when, slipped when Gaff hit him. Sorry. yeah, hundred yeah. percent worst possible time.
2: Um, yeah. I, as being being, a, I was a tagger for a whole season once and that's all you get every fucking two minutes someone guy, the guy you're trying to hold on to punching your chest
0: yeah that's before you ever go on the field <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly <Right>. but <laughs> cool um, been a very informative episode yes thank all you right. so much for coming on um, before we finish up yep anything you want to plug and any way people can contact you because I think um, oh hang
0: on Maybe I might just ask so you guys were against juice cleanse like doing it with juice because oh, you, so you kind like,
3: of, tra- tra- you know, to get the benefits, let's say the powerful medicine or physiological benefits to, from fasting, you yeah. need to do a. No calories. You weren't That's actually fasting, fasting per se. You, no. you you're were just taking out just
1: crap food. Yeah. You're basically taking crap food out. Yes. Uh, and putting in vegetables. Um, well, or so just fruit. No vegetables. So fruit. I yeah. spoke yeah. about autophagy as
3: yeah. a mechanism for clean up. You won't get that when you're a juice with with, with intaking some sort of calories. Yeah. You, you know, so, yeah, if you want to uh, clean up the body, as they say. Try a three
0: day. Just try a three day one. Yeah, I reckon I could do it.
3: Obviously, yeah. 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 not oh, now. I will
1: give it a month and then do three days.
0: I'm due to do it again in November. Well, yeah, I'll we'll just do sorry. three days I'll shorter, do yeah.
3: shorter and um, yeah just a, like a, a pure fast yeah cool yeah. Like just yeah electrolytes so salt water and salted water and so it's space. not like
2: because obviously with juicing you get the micronutrients but not the macronutrients you are getting energy as well so okay yeah, but so it, that's, it's,
3: it's yeah it's energy it's calories okay. That that's what? stopping the, the autophagy process yeah. or your body getting to that
2: point where it does that A right, guy well,
0: told me there was just so much good things in fruit he was like there's heaps of good stuff in there like Yeah, the vitamins yeah. and all that sort so of stuff. okay um, so yeah,
2: yeah. I'll start a fast tomorrow okay let's suggest this quickly so Just we'll finish on this Because this is good I'm going to start a fast tomorrow And I
1: actually will Actually I'll do a three day fast
2: Okay Um, What should I eat tonight Um, Something
1: high fat my, my go-to before I start is like my eggs. Plenty of eggs, avocado, spinach, cook it all in butter.
3: Yep.
1: Peanut butter st- is my... Um,
3: <laughs> That's a bit of my indulgence
1: as well. Peanut butter is the best, mate. <laughs> peanut uh, butter, peanut is butter is, my, is just the greatest know. stuff on the planet. It's my not actually that great for you, but it's... Yeah, no, so, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if you get the organic stuff, it's not too good.
2: Yeah, yeah okay. So we'll go... Um, So a nice high-fat
1: meal? Nice high-fat meal.
2: Low carbs, did you say? Yeah. Yep, definitely low carbs.
1: Because if carb. you... Carb up
2: yep.
3: for a fast. Well, then you, you know, that metabolic. Your, your body's looking for more carbohydrate. So make carbs the fast make you harder. hungry. So nice Ooh.
2: avocado salad would be. I yep. would
3: say yeah, protein right. of your choice, plenty of it, yep. lots of uh, olive oil over yep. your veggies. If you a, have a salad, a half ground veggies is the sort of yep.
2: uh, good rule. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So I'm going to do that three days, and maybe I can report back to you guys how I'm going. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because the end of that will be we've got an episode with Taylor on Thursday, so that's when it will finish. Okay. Cool. So there we can we can report back
1: to the listeners on Sweet. that. There
2: you go. Um. Yep. Yeah, so low, uh high, uh, high fat, low carb, and yep. then uh, and then just water and coffee.
1: Water, coffee, and electrolytes. So you want to try and get yourself a, a zero calorie electrolyte. So hydrolyte not good.
2: <laughs> well, I, yeah. Look, yes, definitely.
3: But you can also just. You know, like pink and Himalayan salt. rock salt or okay, I was lakes, ask all those good salts, yep. you can just have them in water. Okay, and just like put a teaspoon in water? To, or? I would just say to taste. If it tastes too salty, it's too much. Okay. So just put like a pinch, a pinch and like a quarter of a teaspoon or an eighth or something, In a glass, like of, a glass, drink it. Because I
2: use it in the pest and mortar, crush up Himalayan pins, uh, pink yeah. salt in that yeah. way and yeah. then and then just chuck it in.
3: Okay, yeah. cool. Easy, and then you know I would say uh, teas as well, herbal teas, green tea. I love green tea. The health benefits are,
2: you know. Cool. I I need to help get rid of this
1: gut anyway. So I did see you eating chips at the the pool yesterday. No, I wasn't. That was my daughter. Come on, come on mate. Yeah, so i just feed him to your I didn't buy, daughter, I did buy him. Of the Euro I, I, Euro. No, I
2: didn't buy him. I didn't buy him. Had okay. a lovely little Picking. mutual. Yeah, she stole uh, <laughs> We had a lovely little mutual <laughs> nice catch up with um with uh, the ex and we and she purchased them I and I wasn't going to tell her off for purchasing yeah, no, chips because yeah. I do it all the time.
1: Uh. <laughs> so, uh, actually, before we go, Chris, what is your typical day at the moment? What are you eating on a just a normal day? Oh yeah.
3: Uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to run a lot. I've given myself a little bit of an injury, but I'm generally in running mode these days. Um, so I'm more keto-orientated to fuel that or to facilitate that rather than fasting. But on my days when I'm not running, I'll fast. And it's generally just a, a short or an intermittent sort of one meal at the most because the next day I might get up and run 20K, hopefully. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, I'm expending a lot of energy. I'm much leaner and lighter than when you guys knew me, so yep. yeah, I don't really want to get too much lighter. But, what do you weigh now? Oh, to be honest, I don't even weigh myself. I just know people. I, I meet people like you I haven't seen for a long time. They go, jeez. Yeah. yeah, but true. it's I'm not sick. It's just because yeah, I'm trying yeah, to run. Yeah. But I also see that as the path. Like I really think bulk and the aesthetic point of training is is a bit futile mm-hmm. because it's you put on six kilos of muscle and watch what it does to your resting heart rate. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So if I'm Not training for longevity, but sustainable performance and improve my running. I definitely am trying to get light, lean, but I love my strength training. So I always try and stay as strong as possible at a lightweight. And I see that as the 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 recipe for performance. Like if you're going to play a mass-orientated sport like rugby, well, yeah, you need to get big. Small men aren't going to survive. You know, so, which is but, why I think
1: the mantra at West Perth is I want the boys to be as lean as possible as strong as possible yeah. um, You know, there's some guys that need to be a bit bigger but at the end of the day I want the guys to be able to cover the ground well um, efficiently mm-hmm. um, and but easily and
3: tolerate work yeah, tolerate exactly. whatever games you play 26 games plus pre-season games yeah. plus finals you need to tolerate that work and if yeah. you're bigger and heavier in a running dominated sport it's, it's going to be hard
2: yeah mm. so yeah there you go very good, I like that, that was good, I think I'm actually going to go back and listen to that episode, I haven't been listening to many back lately, but that one's got a bit of information I like, mm-hmm. so, Excellent. and I'll report back to you guys about me fast on Thursday. Awesome, thanks for thanks staying so stay awake
1: Delby, appreciate that man. Yeah, yeah, he did well oh, to get great. through, He's You slumped. actually, uh, you are actually the true hero for today, oh, He's thank you. <laughs> slumped down in the <laughs> couch, <well. Yep. laughs>
2: that's work. actually just his normal thing, because his back was, is your back
0: feeling really good though now? <laughs> 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 good. Yeah, it Ta- feels like it's better, touch wood. Sick,
2: fast and you feel good. Yeah, um,
0: Everyone's like tripping out at how skinny I am man. Yeah. I lost yeah. I know I know Hachi did a 5 day fast in the off
1: season last year he oh, yeah. lost 5 kilos yeah, um, right. most of my boys I did a three-day fast after the Ironman. Um, I went from, I think, 83 to 78. Yeah. three days. But obviously, you lose a lot of water because you're not-, you're not eating To aid in
2: recovery? Did you do that? Pardon? To aid in recovery? Is that what you Yeah, did recovery.
1: That? And obviously, I set the challenge to the boys. And if I'm, if I'm going to set the boys a challenge, I'm not going to not so, do it with yeah, them. So yeah. I need yeah. to lead by example. That's great. Um, that's great. So I did that. And um, yeah, obviously, if you're going to fast, you're going to lose a lot of water mass because you're not holding carbohydrates and they hold plenty of fluid. So the first few days, is usually a lot of water loss. And then obviously- the from then you might get a, a kilo or two of fat so mm. yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, do you want to plug anything um, on your websites or any way they can contact you yeah yep so
3: for those who want to uh, reclaim their running abilities they mm-hmm. can certainly contact me um, uh, through, through the social media channels you can direct message me I'm sort of on there but uh, my through what,
2: what's that just Chris Dorman or straight up Or uh,
3: so yeah my um, sort of business is my name strength conditioning so Chris Dorman strength conditioning so on Facebook and Instagram cool uh, my website is is www.cdorman.com it's um, easy it's quite easy but yeah one. One O exactly. 1-0. So yeah, Google, Google me first, and I'm I'm on there. Yeah. But yeah, I love to help those who um, yeah. We'll
1: put all the links in there
3: who want to reclaim their running ability. So I've got a nice little simple online service where I can service. Yeah, up service and running
2: people. out the door, man. That's easy. Done. That's really good. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I can recommend for the two or three years that I did training under you. Very good. Felt very fit. Had a few back problems. How many
0: Legos games you play under him? None, mate.
3: Oh. Colts back then. Uh-huh. I started as a, with the Colts. Yeah, I was uh, came through the Colts,
0: and then, good.
2: and then, uh, yeah, no, the doorman was good. And then uh, I never got to train under Corey, unfortunately. No,
1: he didn't. So you still might. You still have time. Jason <laughs> Jason Selisich made a return this year. You can make a return. Did he really? He I did, just, yeah. Thirty seven, thirty seven. That's so it. crazy, yeah, incredible. Yeah, That's he did well. He, he played. He played three or four league games. Played four. I think he played four league games. He did. He did some stuff that. I told him what to do, but obviously <laughs> he, he, walked, he walked a marathon. Um, yes. I think it was like round Tw- three or 24-hour thing, 24-hour. Hey? Yeah. He basically walked a marathon. I said, this is going to ruin oh, the next four or five weeks of your training, which obviously it did. And did it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> wow. He was still impressive to get through. Yeah. Um,
2: nah, mate. Like for him to do that, like he was saying- uh, he's he's done. He's not
1: going to keep playing like he's, he's in the just, best shape of his life. Yeah, better right. than he was at Wells Perth the first oh. time. He's he's seventy nine kilos because obviously life things happened and he just was yeah. just doing everything and um, yeah he got to the fittest he's ever been and the lightest and strongest he's ever been. So he well, just said thirty seven. Oh sorry.
0: Yeah, I was going to say when you hear of players doing extras off the field, is that bad? Are they overtraining? Depends who it is. No, what? And not, not, not necessarily, it depends actually who it is, but... It could be a bad culture, right? If, if everyone's just going, yeah, got to do extras, got to do extras. Well, Why would you do it, it if it's depends. not in your program? It's
3: <laughs> funny that, like, you, you know, you, you want to... Like, players get drafted mm. and, yeah. and go well in their endeavour because they're doing extra work, mm. you know? But then when you get to a controlled environment, like semi-professional or professional, and then we're so controlling, yeah. we don't like the extra work because it's an unknown. mm but I got to the point where I watched this, so I was like, there's no players coming to me asking for extra work. But yeah. These guys, because well, they're trying to make it, they're always, give me something. What can I do? I want to do this. Get to the professional environment. Yeah. And it was kind of a bit, it wasn't existent there. Right. So I, you know, they, they obviously had to perform in what they did. Yeah. And we were not that accommodating with them doing extras. Right. We liked it and people liked it, especially when they had to improve something like Skin folds or fitness, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's but it got to the point where that became the norm, and there was no players going, Give me more, I'm hungry, I uh, want to get better, hit me. Yeah. I just didn't see it in the end. All right,
1: mm. that's interesting. I Scare, never thought it scared that. it out of him, I guess. Yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah, it
0: does, it scares it out of him, yeah. Yeah. yeah, what were you gonna
1: say? Um, what was it? Oh, oh Yeah, was, no,
2: Jace was just saying like he, the bit, his ability to be able to actually just even get up for training was just <laughs> by the end. Like near impossible it was such an effort just to be right three days
1: older you are the longer the recovery takes and it was taking three days to recover by the end so it's a demanding sport football as well it's such a high impact and he's he's done
2: very well um Delby, before we go to Corey, do you want to plug anything? Any shows?
0: Uh I got teacher night coming up, but it's sold out, so <laughs> yeah. if you want to come, you just gotta hope that somebody doesn't show up so you can take their door sale. Am I filming that? That's, yes, please. That's why I'm not filming that uh, yep. is
2: that this Wednesday? Yep. Yeah,
0: cool. And then who's Rhyme at um, Stables Bar this Thursday? So there's two shows. Can get two course meal at six o'clock or at seven o'clock. And we'll do a show at seven till seven forty five and eight thirty till nine fifteen. That's wicked. It's a couple of.
1: Uh, Corey, Athletic Institute? Uh, yeah, no, going well. I've um, got an infrared sauna coming in a couple of weeks, which will yes. be nice. So four-person right. infrared sauna. Now um, I'll start coming
2: to the gym. Yeah.
1: A <laughs> you guys finally. Anyway. <laughs> so a bit of recovery, a bit of heat, acclimation stuff going on. Um, the altitude room, is uh, that's the next big thing we're trying to push as well, obviously get that up and running. Um, obviously the pH, precision hydration, sweat testing stuff. We've got a machine down there for that. So we're just about to launch our new Apple app as well. So people start booking all this stuff through there. Um, there's plenty going on. There's so much going on at the moment, and um, but it's all good. Well, next time you come on, maybe we can talk about it. The sauna and the and the sort of yeah um, we me Chris talked about head acclamation how important it is uh, but that's a whole other topic yeah that's one, what I mean so, okay. yeah 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 um, cool yeah so all good uh, thanks for your time Chris
2: no no worries, worries. thanks Corey thank I've thanks, got boys. nothing to plug because cool. I'm not important <laughs> no I'm at the landing on Thursday all right get up there yeah there you go. <laughs> no that's all right, it thanks, so. thanks
1: for having us on boys I really appreciate it <laughs> thank yep. you so much See for coming on look at these men I'll take the I'm a crow. You shall not pass. You shall not pass. (laughs) He
0: never did the W, but everybody else has done the W. (laughs) Listen all the way to the end and you'll see why he's the dumbest cunt on the planet. Grab a drink, settle down, and we'll see you in right now. Five Yards Podcast. (laughs)